Hello everyone and welcome back to the Horsey and Fox podcast where we talk about all things horses and foxes. True, uh, two hours. true. Yeah, we're here. I'm joined by James and we're going to be talking Hi. about things today. I don't really know what, but I'm sure we'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're back, we're back. It's episode eight. Um, it feels like that's... Feels like, I don't know how we've got to eight episodes. It also feels like we should have more, I feel like. It's a bit yeah. weird. I, I don't know. We're doing it for two months. Two months? Two months, yeah. Two months? Only two months? No, we started No, that, right? no, four months. Because we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're in May. Yeah. 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 So I suppose, yeah, yeah I suppose don't... I'm thinking about it like, you know, if back with the As Always podcast, me and Tyler would start in like, you know, mid-January. So mm. yeah, we would usually be on more than eight episodes, but we started, yeah, a couple months into the year. So that makes, yeah, that makes sense. That makes, makes a lot of sense. sense. Um... Anyway, how 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 you doing? How you been since last episode? I'm doing good. I just got back from a from a camping trip. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling nice. Sweet. Yeah. What did you What did you do on time. the camping trip? We well, we set up camp. Obviously, uh, we that makes sense. Yeah. Had a That's f- a good... I bought some yeah. new gear, obviously, because you you were there when I had all my packages come. Yes. Bought some new camping gear, fire pit, uh, floor mat to sit on, so I'm not just sitting on grass. Mm-hmm. Um. What else did I get? I got a portable charger, head torch, which came in really useful. That was oh, fucking nice. such a good idea. That's pretty And cool. yeah, so in the day, well, in the, the when, when I set up, obviously I was setting up, chilling. We sat, we sat there for a couple hours, and then we drove to Stratford upon Avon, which is the right. town that Shakespeare grew up in. Yeah. Classic. And there was lots of cool Tudor buildings there. And there was nice. also a butterfly farm too. Oh, so we classic. went there, and uh, there was like a nice bit in the middle where, like, um, you know, there's just like butterflies freely, freely flying around you. Yeah. And just sort of vibing, and they're so, so beautiful. That's cool. I went to a butterfly farm when I was four in mm. uh, in reception at school, yeah. and I remember because this I saw saw a tarantula, and it scarred me for life. Yeah, there was there was a tarantula in in the one that we went to. It's like uh. a it's one of those black and orange ones. Tarantulas are alright to be fair. They kept, they had it they, they had it out the box and they like put it like we stood in a line and this guy held it up in front of all of us to like so we could see it close up and like he pulled its fangs back and stuff. Oh god. It was horrible. I was full, and I was like, bloody hell, it's a monster. One. Like, it would have been so much bigger because I was so small as well. That's true, yeah. The tarantulas aren't, like, actually that big. Like, they're not huge. I mean, he was, pre- he was pretty big from memory. They're, like, the size of your hand, aren't they? Yeah, like, I mean, we're ish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If they well, if you think that's not big, probably. what are we talking What are we talking about like big? Huntsman, that's fucking big. Yeah, but they're not thick. I mean, well, they are, but like. Yeah, but tarantulas are just like chonky, furry boys. They're chilling, but they're quick, like, though, right? Like, yeah, some well, some of them are docile, some of them are quick and aggressive. It depends on the type. Quick and aggressive, they are. yeah, I suppose. But tarantulas don't jump, do they? No. Whereas huntsmen, they sort of jump about. Oh, I fucking hate them. That, that's probably my least favorite spider. I hate them so much. <laughs> least favorite spider. My least favorite. The one that I would the one that you're the most prejudiced about. The one that I'm most afraid of is a huntsman. Yeah, you 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 you'd make huntsmen sit at the back of the bus. Is what you're saying? Give up their seat for me. Oh my god! That's what I would do. Yeah. Oh um, man. But yeah, I mean, in the in the in the times, because you you've been you were playing a lot of uh, Resident Evil Four. Have you finished that playthrough yet? Nope. 
Spotify um, or whatever. I think I'm probably going to stream the rest of it today. Ah, uh, classic. Later on. Classic. Good fun. Probably classic. will. Just finish the game, get the platinum trophy, and then I can be done with it and do other nice. things. Play other games. What are you going to do next? What are you going to play after? Well, like, just as for fun. Well, <coughs> um, just in general, like, what are you going to... What's your plan? Because you did Dead Space, then you did... Uh, yeah, yeah right. Dead Space. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do the Dead Space video anymore. I, t I say this every time I bring up Dead Space. I don't know if I'm going to do the video anymore. Maybe I will. The, the script is, like, half done, so maybe I'll come back to it in a few months. Yeah. But right now, I yeah. cannot be asked to finish writing that. Playing Assassin's Creed 1 at the minute. I'm on the <coughs> brand assassination, so I'm nearly yeah, sure. done with that. Yeah, nice. close to being done and then do whatever with that still haven't even started recording my Sonic Frontiers video sure <sighs> just can't be bothered but it'll, it'll happen yeah I'll yeah do it. at some point you'll feel the motivation you'll be like yeah I want to record that now or I want to yeah. make that it's just sort of waiting for the right moment yeah I don't want to rush um, myself to make it because like it's not like I need to get another video out like it's fine yeah, for I don't sure. need to rush I made a fucking 11 yeah, hour you just video. made a huge one it's you know it's doing nicely <laughs> yeah. so yeah, yeah you know. exactly you're right. Um, yeah. What about Burning Shores? When are you going to play that? Soon, I reckon. I reckon I'll do it soon. I, it's, um, it's really short. You could you could beat it in like a day. God damn! I do want to hundred percent it as well and do, I, do the, the three side quest it. I I hundred percent it. Did everything in it. it. Took me about fifteen hours, I think. That's not do bad. Do everything in it. It was very yeah, quick. It's not bad. Yeah. There's not a lot going on in yeah, it. I'll play right. it soon. Um, I also want to play uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor because I haven't oh, played yeah. either of them. I've been consumed by Jedi Survivor for the last couple of weeks, like so playing it through, video, then working on this big video. <coughs> mm. It's been really fun, actually, to write it. I've had a really good time writing the video and yeah. editing it, and I'm getting close to being done, I reckon, a couple more days of just solid editing and I should have it mm. done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really good. Jedi Survivor was great. Um, very much like one of those types of sequels where it just sort of feels like a sequel. Um, a good sequel, yeah. Which is nice. Like a Horizon Forbidden West where you're like, oh mm. man, I can't believe how well this continues on and, yeah. you know, has all the same characters and does what it does with the story <coughs> and stuff. It's, yeah, really, really great I'm really, really to playing game. them back to back. I think that'll be fun for the first time. Yeah, back -back. yeah. I mean, that's what I did when I, re when I was, like, gearing up for Survivor. I played... Fallen mm. Order through again, and I haven't played that since it came out, so it was nice yeah. to sort of refresh myself. And the way that they handle, like, it's probably, I think, one of the best games or one of the best sequels for how they handle, like, gameplay transitioning. Because a lot of games do, like, story transitioning pretty well. Like, it carries on and it continues the story and it moves things forward, but a lot of the times they, like, reset you to level one or they change things with, the like, the combat yeah. or something, like, pretty, like, you know, fundamentally. But with mm -hmm. Survivor, it just feels like when you finish Fallen Order and start Survivor, it just feels like you're playing the same thing and then it slowly builds from that point. Yeah, that's and what it, you want. It's, it's cool. Obviously, it's, it's really fine cool. to have the you know main character loses their ability. I don't mind that all that much, but it's cool when they actually build on mm -hmm. <clears throat> the systems that were in the first game and make you feel even more powerful in the sequel. Yeah, it's it's very cool. <coughs> very, very nice game. Looking forward to getting that video out. But what I have been playing... Um, just sort of you know for fun i'm playing on the steam deck um is a little game called uh tunic which tunic. uh was i believe xbox showed it a lot i think it's on game pass but i i just bought it on steam so i could play on the deck mm. um but it's the fox guy it's the little little fox guy it's kind of like a an old school legend of zelda meets dark souls 
Um, Dark Souls. It's Dark Souls of some, Fox games. Exactly. With some like Metroidvania aspects to it. It's really cool, though. It's a really cool game. I like, like it a lot. I love it. Nice. Um, it's like just the way that the level design <coughs> is built like it's just so satisfying to go through an area and mm. you like sweep it out and yeah you die a couple of times and you respawn at the you know equivalent of a bonfire and then you you go back through again and like you know but the way that it's built up and like the world building as well like it's a game it's all about like discovery and like the way that you uncover things is by finding these little pages of what would be like the game's manual and you pick up these pages and it'll give you information but it's like none of it's in english it's all in like this foreign alien language and you kind of have to piece together what it means by looking at it and then by playing the game and like testing things out like you get an item but it doesn't tell you what the item does you just have to kind of figure it out or try it and use it and then you you like remember what everything does you remember where everything is and like you find these things around the map there's like these little yellow platforms and i won't spoil it for anybody that wants to play it because it's really cool when you figure these things out but mm. you find them and you're like i bet they do something and then like you know five hours into the game you figure out what they do and then you want to go back to all of them and use them all and then it's just it's very it's a very cool game and a very yeah. cool experience mm-hmm. um i would recommend it for anybody who's looking <clears throat> just like you know something something small to play that's not going to take you hours and hours and hours you know mm. just I sort like of like i think it's like like a 10 15 hour game so and yeah, it looks gorgeous. It looks really, really nice. I mean, it looks great on the Steam Deck, but I played it for a bit uh, on my desktop, just on my PC, just to mm. uh, capture a bit of footage. Because I was like, well, I might write. I could write like a video essay on this. I feel like it could be something That's true, cool like a to write. Little short, little short. Yeah, thing. yeah. Because I've been looking for something to do that with. Because I feel like I've been doing a lot of these just sort of you know your regular critiques. I'd like to write like a 20, 25 minute video essay on something that like just yeah. sort of is talking more about the way a game made me feel and how it achieved that more so than just like here are the mechanics and here's how they're good and here's how they're bad mm. um so that might be good but it looks yeah it looks gorgeous like playing it you know in 4k on my on my pc and everything so very nice game i like it a lot have you big, played big fan uh, uh fucking hell. have you played <laughs> fucking all right there oh, i'm tired man i'm always tired when i come back from camping but yeah, fine. that makes that makes a lot of sense. It's a good feeling. Um, have you played Tears of the Kingdom? I have not. I've not. No. Well, I'm a Breath of the Wild hater, so. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's true. You know, I yeah, I don't know. It, it's probably one of those games. Um, I'm sure I will play both of them at some point, and I'll probably. I mean, I've played Breath of the Wild. I've played the whole thing. Um, All of it. But oh, yeah, I finished it. I streamed the whole thing. Um, but I didn't. I didn't experience the game. No, like, you streamed it. I streamed it. I just sort of made a beeline for the end of the game, and I don't know. I think when I stream, I don't like lingering. Like I always want there to be something to do next. I'm like, well, what am I doing next? What's my goal? What am I going to do? Let's you know make some progress. Like if I spend four hours streaming and all I'm doing is sort of meandering around a world. I feel like I've wasted my time. Yeah. Whereas if I'd have done that off stream, <coughs> it would have just been like, just, you know, I'd be relaxing, playing a game, just sort of taking my time and enjoying it. But I find it very difficult to do that on stream. And I think I realized about halfway through playing the game, maybe even earlier, that I just shouldn't have streamed it. Um, <coughs> but, That's why you know, I never stream my first playthrough of games anymore. I don't do it. I'll go back there, on New Game Plus and stream it if I really enjoyed it. But yeah, I guess maybe I think, because you're 
streams are more content oriented mine are just sort of just for a bit of fun like no one even watches my streams like barely anyone so it's like yeah well it's yeah i think it depends on the it definitely depends on the game like final fantasy you know those were really fun to stream i did enjoy those and i think part of that is because of the way that they're paced there's not a lot of dithering like it's a lot of just going from thing to thing to thing to thing and then experiencing the story and it kind of works like i think if i'm gonna stream anything i think jrpgs are way more like suited to a first time playthrough on stream there's something about it that just feels right um but yeah i don't know it does depend like i'm thinking about final fantasy 16 like i might not stream that i might play that in my own time because it just looks really good um yeah god we don't need to be streaming well actually if you want to stream of course it's pretty (laughs) hype but but it's uh when does that come out final fantasy 16 yeah uh june july june is it june i think it's the end of june i've got so many games to play stop releasing games yeah it comes out in a month a month tomorrow oh june 22nd Oh, it's um, fine, because I have games that I want to do videos on, but also games that I don't want to do videos on, I just want to play, so I can yeah. just simultaneously play them. But the thing is, when a game comes out that I really enjoy, I'm like, kind of don't want to go back and play that game that I've played already just to record it for a video. I kind of want to play this new thing, and then I just play that for ages and forget about making a video. But I don't even need to worry, I guess, because it doesn't fucking matter when I release my next video. It's fine. <laughs> True. True. You can just, just wait and do it whenever. I think I, I said this on, uh, on uh, uh, what were you saying? Oh, I was just going to say I want to replay Halo Infinite for a video at some point. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about Halo Infinite the other day. I watched a video from Andrew Blewett, um, which was a really good video essay on Halo Infinite. I, I posted it on my Patreon just to share it with people on the VIP hmm. tier. Yeah. Um, he, what's it called? <clears throat> Everyone should go watch it. Um... He's a, I've talked about him before. He makes great videos. Um, he made one on Halo 4 as well that really made me appreciate Halo 4 a lot more. Um, definitely, like, reframed the story for me a little bit. I don't still don't love the game because a lot of Halo 4's, like, issues come from, like, its pacing and level design. and Level design sucks. It's just like It just, like, is boring to play. Just um, open this door and stand by it for 10 minutes where you kill enemies. Yeah. Like that's every single yeah. fucking mission. And it's no fun to fight <coughs> Prometheans either. Not um, really, no. They're not very fun enemies. But he definitely reframed Halo 4's story for me. And he made a video on Infinite called Halo Infinite Kept the Promise, a story retrospective. It's only got 1,800 views, but it really? is easily oh, one of God. the best Halo videos I've ever seen. It's so good. And it's crazy this how many guy. gems there are uh, there on, the, on YouTube. Yeah, this guy is, so, and he's been he's been doing he's been doing like I found him through his retrospective of Final Fantasy One because he's been doing a retrospective on every Final Fantasy starting with the first game, and he talks about you know what went into making the game, the development team, the history behind it, and then goes into analyze the game as well. And he's That's currently cool. on Final Fantasy Four. He's writing his fifth one now, um, and I'm I'm I, I pledge to his Patreon so like I get little updates here here and there for his Final Fantasy stuff and everything because I think he's fucking great. Um, I'm sure those videos will blow up. So definitely check out his Halo Infinite one. That one needs the needs the views. His Final Fantasy ones do well. He's got like his uh, Final Fantasy four videos on seventy eight k. So oh, like they do well those ones. But that Halo Infinite video deserves more. Very good. Um, good lad. I forget what I was gonna say before I went off on this tangent. So I do I. I don't remember anymore. Something. 
Halo Infinite? We're talking uh, about Halo. It's before, it's before that. Shit. You said you were going to go back and play Halo Infinite. And yeah. I was going to say... I said I was going to say something oh, before yeah, that. Say something. But I, I was like, it's a, it was a different topic. Fuck. It was something. Shit. It's fine. Because we can just talk about how Halo Infinite is now finally getting... Inf- infection. Uh, infection. Amazing. Like a year and seven months <laughs> after it released. Well done, three four three. Well, well done. done, really well, isn't it? People were trying like in the comments to like the announce, and people were going, "Oh, yeah, but you, you guys just don't understand. They kept uh, infect. What's it called again? Infection. Infection. They kept yeah. they kept infection out of it for so long for law reasons. Okay, it's because the law <laughs> of the multiplayer doesn't allow it. It's more like the law <coughs> was written to justify the fact that it wasn't in yet. Yeah. It Jesus took them Christ. a year and seven months to develop a game mode where when you die, you change team. That's so stupid. Amazing. What are they doing? Like, well done, what's guys. actually happening over there? Something terrible. It doesn't make any sense. Like, Microsoft I genuinely... Going, stop making games, lads. Stop making games. We don't want games. <laughs> oh, man. It genuinely is so crazy, like, what happened with Halo Infinite. Because it doesn't seem real that they're still trying to put stuff out. And it's still taking them this long. Yeah, and, and they like, even cancelled single-player DLC as well, so, like, it's that's What great. happened? Like, what the fuck happened to Halo? Halo is Xbox's biggest thing. How have they fumbled it this bad? PlayStation need to, like, buy it somehow. It's, like, <laughs> it is actually wild. <clears throat> Xbox should be putting all the money they have into Halo, and instead they've just gone, no. We don't need well, games. We don't need any They're taking all the money they can from it. That's what they're doing. They're not putting anything into it. They're just going, how can we make as much money as possible whilst doing as little amount of work as possible? Maybe. I guess they're taking a page out of the Ubisoft book. Classic. Yeah, bastards. fuck. That makes a lot of sense. I may, I may uh, jump in to play some Infection to see what it's like, but I probably won't play it for that long. Yeah, I might do some here and there. I think the one thing that I've always said that would make me jump into infinite and like play a decent <coughs> bit more of it is if they put in a fucking level system like oh, if yeah, i could if i could rank up it would be i'd like feel like there was some sort of substance you know like the yeah, fact there's I'd... no love because i don't care about the battle passes like i don't really give a shit about any of that stuff like no. yeah it's nice to unlock things but i, I want to rank i do want rewards like give me ranks but also give me rewards for ranking up please yeah i mean it should be it should be both and like i guess you know the system they've got it's never really going to be as good as reach or halo yeah. 3 with how they, yeah, they hand out package more reach armor into into a fucking bundle they can sell on the store that's... yeah and the, the crazy thing is that first battle pass had like some pretty cool armor in it like it looked pretty cool mm. then they did the reach one and yeah that was cool because it was reach <coughs> and we knew it and then mm-hmm. immediately they've gone back to their shitty Halo 5 designs. Like, yeah, there's so like much shit. garbage armor now. Like, looks I'm not, like I'm not paying for that battle pass. It looks terrible. So what happened it's to the... returning to the art style that everyone liked? What happened to that? It's so crazy because it's like all the ones that were good were almost like based on Bungie stuff. And then as soon yeah. as they started doing their own stuff again, it's like, oh, no, now it's at Halo 5 again. It looks fucking stick shit. Stick to the fucking design philosophy of the game, you fucks. Stop making weird armor that's got like three circles as a visor. No one oh, wants that so shit. Oh, it's so annoying. It's no so one the fucking, they've got shit. like horns on the top of their fucking helmet and shit. Yeah. I just so want Halo annoying. armor. Just Give make it look like Halo, Halo for God's sake. It's so weird that they can't... Like, they don't have anyone. There's, like, nobody that works at 343 that gets Halo. Like, That's what annoying. is going on? Like, everyone why doesn't anyone left. get it? 
literally everyone's left. Like fucking there. Joseph Staten recently left a couple months ago. He left like, twice. He, he came in, tried <clears throat> to help out the single player. You know, helped it to a bit of an extent. I would say, like the single player has got its merits, and then left. I still think the campaign of Halo hate, Infinite is fun. I think I still think it's good. <clears throat> I think I think I think I care less about the structuring and open world of it, and I I I think I, I could mean, do without that. To be honest, the open world I could do. I, I don't think, need it. I think you said it last podcast. At least I think it was you that Halo Infinite feels like the aftermath of a good halo campaign yeah yeah yeah. like every mo- every time you come into an area you're like oh man i would have loved to have seen what happened here and yeah. played this bit <laughs> it should yeah. have been from the perspective of some random spartan that's what it should have been it don't it shouldn't have been chief as much yeah, as i love my boy chief imagine how cool of a game that would be <clears throat> like master chief is nowhere to be seen like they can't like no master chief is showing up. nobody knows where he is you're a random spartan on the infinity the banished destroy it and you're there trying to pick up the pieces yeah and like doing your best and it's and, like, like you're not like, chief what the fuck? so like ev- yeah. not everything's gonna go your way it's like you, you can't do these miraculous things that he can do because you're just a one random spartan Spartan, whatever the fuck number they are, Spartan three or what? Well, I don't know what number they are. Spartan four, maybe. <clears throat> It'd be cool. It'll be super cool. But obviously, yeah. we had Chief, and it was just fine. It was. It was. Uh, I still they like did, Halo Infinite's some, campaign. They did some good stuff. I like the like, weapon. It's 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 weird because I think Infinite is almost like the the story is like it is continuing on the idea that they wanted to explore in halo 4 which is humanizing the chief and like giving him way more depth in that aspect of who he is Mm. and they do that well but everything else is like so lackluster and weird like the warthog run for example is just like so half-baked like you get in the warthog Warthog it's 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 when you're going to um uh, Eshram's fortress right at the end like everyone's finally like you're going I think you're going to, going to save the weapon and like you're with the pilot or no you're going to save the pilot he's he's been kidnapped oh, and he's yeah. like being tortured or whatever and you you go there and you come out into the thing and you see this big long road and you're like okay let's go and you get in the warthog and you drive it and the music starts picking up and then you the, you, you like sometimes you just get dish, like you get shot because it's not a, like a well built set piece so sometimes no. they'll just blow you up other times like you get to this barricade and you have to get out the warthog and go over this thing go into this room hit a switch and the music's already stopped and it's uh, like what, that's what, not how you what do a warthog like it's a warthog <laughs> run fuck, you man? don't get out of it I, yeah see that shows how how bad it was because i don't even remember it yeah it was it was one of the it's one of the worst moments of the game and not even because it's one of the worst moments of the game just because it's so disappointing yeah like it could have been it could have been good and you have there's also like moments where at the beginning when you first um get on the pelican and the pilot takes you away from the bit where you started and like takes you right into the middle of the map it Mm -hmm. just starts playing the warthog run music and it's not epic or anything like it's just it's just it's just like a glorified loading screen they play the halo theme at random points in that game as well it felt like so weird yeah like really randomly out of nowhere it'll just play it it's like what why are we what is this going yeah. on? There's also little bits where, like, in the trailer, there's that moment where the pilot says, we need to run, and the chief's like, no, we need to fight, which was a great line and a great moment. He never moment. says it. 
And it never happens. He just says, I need a weapon. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, you took out, like, a good line for a cheap Halo 2 reference instead. Yeah. It's like, come on. It was like, good. Why? That could have been Halo line. Infinite's line. Like, that could have yeah. been the thing that he, that people like, associate with the game. Yeah. But nah, Halo 2, once again, just reference Bungie, Bungie's era because it's better. Yeah. That's such a shame, man, because Halo Infinite is, like, so close to being really really good it just there's it so many little areas where it just falls flat um, i hope the next halo game isn't open world they probably will make it open God, world to when, be honest when but... do you think they can i don't think they will i think they'll do it i think they'll go Linear. back to classic halo to be honest i hope it's not even chief i hope it's just a halo story like just set in the universe like like kind of like reach or odst i just yeah. want something like that they've proved to me well, I guess they haven't proved to me they're fucked Chief up because I actually really liked his characterization in Infinite. Yeah, no, yeah, he was handled well. But I just they need to let him rest for a bit. Maybe even a few installments. Let Chief just sort of just let him rest. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of sucks because they've done this multiple times. Chief's been taken out of the game and then he comes back straight away. Yeah. And now it's like now you've done his character well. You do need like Chief does need to be let rest and should have been let rest ten years ago. But, Should've. like, now you're at this point where it's like, how do you even do that without it almost being silly? Like, yeah, 343 should have established themselves without Chief. They should have, 100%. Then bring him back. Yeah. Like, and do a cool story with him. Like, there's so much you could have done. Like, honestly, the best stuff from Halo in the last decade is the extended media. Yeah. Like, there's so many great extended media stories that I've read leading up to Infinite because, like, I went balls deep into Halo just mm. so many great stories there and they're none of them are centered around chief they and they're all just like so an, compelling an elite centric story i'd love that there was a great i think it was glasslands was this book about um it was set between halo 3 and halo 4 and mm. is about the fallout of the arbiter teaming up with the humans and how the civil war started and and everyone back on sam helios hates it it's like stop stop yeah 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 being buddy with the humans you fuck and you got this one guy who's plotting to assassinate the Arbiter, and he ends up being the one that starts <coughs> the, the the like you know elite covenant that we see in Halo Four, um, and Halo Five that are like yeah. you know against the Arbiter's main main uh, main the army and stuff, sweet guys, which, yeah. which is just like a really cool story, just like this political story about you know how the elites like ended up being split. But as as well as that, you've also got uh, some of the stuff with these forerunners and this this small team of. Uh, uh, UNSC with like one marine and stuff or like one spartan sorry and mm. you've got like there's so many cool little things like there's this one whole chapter or i think it's more than one chapter which is um uh, it's yeah it is more than one chapter it's so good it's some of the best stuff in halo i think i've ever read which was this this story that tells the events leading from so you got you got this day where um these parents are just like it's just a, it's just a normal day in the life of these parents mm-hmm. and it's their daughter's birthday and their it's dad yeah 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 mm-hmm. and um or it might just be another colony world but it's like a human yeah, it's colony humans, or whatever yeah, okay. and and um <laughs> this dad gets his daughter this like playhouse she's always wanted or whatever and then she mm-hmm. just doesn't come home from school for some reason Mm-hmm. And they go out looking for her and they can't find her anywhere. And, like, you see this, like, the trauma and the fallout from that. Mm-hmm. And then you find out a little while later they find her. 
but she's not the same <clears throat> she's completely different mm-hmm. and then you like you know you you as the audience you know this character because you've had two books with her as an adult it's you know she was taken by halsey and became a spartan and then oh. this clone that they that they like think they found their daughter eventually you know a few months later dies um yeah and they're the lied classic, to yeah for their whole life they're lied to by the government that no, no no nothing happened but they know they're like that wasn't our daughter like what happened to her and oh, that's really it's like cool this her dad starts this like resistance group like re- like rebelling against the unsc and like years and years later his daughter is sent to investigate that terrorist group that he's a part of and the what, reason is that the exists, insurrectionists is that what they're called i think so yeah and it's the it's the group that Emil's brother was a part of in Halo Reach. Yeah, I think that I think there is a connection. Yeah, but like they're sent then to investigate this group, and it's like the the whole reason these this terrorist group exists is because of Halsey stealing these children and creating Damn. the Spartans, and it's like it's just such an interesting story. It's really good. I mean, Oni is fucked up in uh in the Halo universe, it's like it's, it's a really cool concept only, and how they used to obviously take kids from their homes under the yeah. noses of the parents. Like seeing that from a, from the parents' perspective is probably a really cool insight. It's really, into, really good. Like I, how it's, fucked it was. I didn't know how much it would like to to like it. Just it was quite emotional. I was like, this mm-hmm. is really well written. I was like, I, I can feel this. Yeah. Like it was just it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, stuff like that is what keeps me invested in Halo. I'm like, Halo has a lot of good stories to tell. Um, but it does. I, like, what are they doing? What I know. Are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? Make something good, <laughs> please. Jesus give give me an ODS, sick an ODST game. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take what even that. happened to the ODSTs? I don't think I've seen one in ages. True. They're not, they're not even mentioned anymore. People don't care about them. But they're like yeah. some of the coolest parts of the Halo universe. I fucking love the ODSTs. Cause they're just normal guys, but they're like, they're like mini Spartans. Yeah, that's so I cool. I love them. They are so fucking cool. I'd take an ODST sequel, even if it's like, not a sequel to the story of ODST, but just another game where another, you play yeah. as an ODST in a team. Like, don't even have Buck in it or anything. Just make it like a new team. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd take that. That would be cool. You could just tell like a really gritty, like on the ground story from the perspective of like this small team of ODSTs. Yeah. It can be right. set during the original Human Covenant War as well. Like, imagine the amount of battles that happen or conquests that happen during that war. Like, there's plenty of stories to tell in there. Yeah. It doesn't there need is. to be linked to, you know, the... I guess it needs to be somewhat significant because there needs to be, like, stakes to it, but... I mean, you could set it between Halo 3 and 4, so you can do it, like, while the Chief's not around. That is true. Because like, he's you in know, stasis. There's, there's no hope. Chief is not around to save everyone, so it's up to just the normal men and women of unsc to fight off the remaining covenant yeah that'd be that'd be cool super cool there's so many cool ideas they just go no chief halo ring we're just gonna copy a bunch of shit (laughs) from fucking combat evolved because lol oh man yeah and and that first level of that the second level of halo combat evolved had a tiny area that you could kind of explore so that means we should make it a whole open world yeah fucking that fucking excuse people are using uh actually halo's always been open world (laughs) (laughs) fuck off there was one there was one fucking level of halo combat evolved that had a bit of exploration therefore halo has always been open world exploration (laughs) in the sense that you could choose which area you wanted to do first and that is it yeah Fucking That's it. stupid. It's the stupidest fucking reasoning for the Halo being 
an open world I ever fucking heard. That was the dumb, some of the dumbest discourse <laughs> I think I've ever seen about it. Like, that's such a copium. Look, like, yeah, can we fuck? blame Halo fans for coping, though? I can't yeah, blame I mean, them. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. They're in dire, They're in a dire situation at the minute. <laughs> yeah, that is rough. Well, they I'll have been they, for a long time. I am a Halo it. fan. We are in a dire situation. Yeah, yeah. Been in a dire situation for far too long. For a long time. Um, since 2010, actually, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's that's rough. That is rough. It's been a while um, that we've been we've been stuck in this in this hell hellscape that is Halo. Maybe the um, next one will be good, eh? Hey. Oh Jesus hey. Christ! They need to stop. <laughs> they need to stop making them. This, oh, oh my it's God. such a shame. There's so much potential on the franchise. It's just being fucked. Yeah, I mean, what's going to happen with Infinite? Like, this is supposed to be Halo's platform for the next ten years. Will it be or not? Idea. No, I think they've abandoned that. It's already been two years. Not even. Not even two years. Two years, and there's about three game modes in the multiplayer. Oh God, they still haven't got a fucking ranking system. Is the Forge mode even out yet? Yeah, I think so. Or is it still in beta? Uh, I don't know because I've not seen it, so it's I don't. It's probably think... still in beta. Knowing three foot, let me Google it. Yeah, let's have a look. Forge. Um, is Forge? Oh, the Forge is still in beta. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> What fucking uh, game? They should have just fucking delayed it. They they cancelled um, split screen co-op as well. Why? So that's I mean, I guess not many people play split screen anymore. To be I fair, I mean, I would say split screen co-op is like a it's like a staple of Halo. Plus, it they is. said it was gonna be in it. Well, they did. It it is a staple of Halo, but is it needed these days? I mean, I guess for for like siblings that share a console, I think it is very important. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a whole experience that people are gonna miss out on. Yeah, I guess I'm yeah. thinking about it from my perspective, where I have my own console, I have the money to you know do that. Whereas you know, you know, little kids or whatever that just want to play Halo yeah. with their mates or with their siblings or whatever, they can't do that anymore. No, because it was just play Halo MCC. Five either. It'd be better anyway. Yeah, it would be better. That is true. Play play Master Chief Collection. I've been playing a bit of MCC recently, just chill and play some Firefight. Yeah, it's just so a, fun. There's a million more game modes in Master Chief Collection <coughs> than really Halo is. Infinite will probably ever have. Is MCC ever going to get get another season? Or is mm, season no, eight I don't think one? so. I think they ended it. <sighs> That's such a shame. I would have happily played MCC for many more years to come. Yeah, it's great. Like MCC should have become Halo's platform for the next... <sighs> 10 years should have been fuck infinite fuck off because it's great more like maps and content for like halo 3 and reach it's it's wild because you look at master chief collection is what they almost wanted to do with infinite they've already done it well they've done that live service continual updates new maps stupid again like master chief collection is really good and it's great just they've moved over to infinite and they've fucked it up and it's 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 mental. Like Master Chief Collection has a fucking ranking system. I can level up and I can compare against my friends and be like, on this level. Yeah. And it's cool. Fucking Microsoft's just stupid. Yeah. Just fucking stupid. So it's glad really that I, rough. I switched. Like obviously I have both consoles, but I, I'm so glad that I switched my main from Xbox to PlayStation because PlayStation is fucking absolutely it's, devouring Xbox at the minute. It's so weird though because I still think of myself <coughs> as an Xbox person. Like, oh, do you? 
even though I obviously prefer PlayStation, they're doing what I like more. Like they're, you know, they're way more geared towards the games that I like. I still think of myself as an Xbox person. Like I'm mm. never going to think of myself as, oh no, I'm a PlayStation guy. It's weird because I, I guess because I'm just so used to Xbox. Like I grew up with it. It was the thing. Like I always had an Xbox. It was always mm. my console. Yeah. And so now I just think of it that way. I mean, there's, you know, every third major third party release, I'll usually get it on Xbox just because they Blech. usually support it better. So, like, in 10 years, PlayStation, it might not even be playable on on PlayStation, but That's I know on true. Xbox it will be, and it'll be probably, like, you know, fucking 8K, you know, yeah, 120 true. FPS. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that about Xbox. There's a bit more longevity to it. If PlayStation did that, I think I'd be able to feel comfortable just moving straight to PlayStation, doing everything But they can't even work out how to fucking emulate PS3 games. Yeah, which is rough. It's, that is rough for PlayStation. Absolute dog shit. Fucking sort it out. Why can't I not play Assassin's Creed 1 on my PS5? <laughs> Why are you making me load up my Series X? Yeah, the Series X is based, though. Series X is alright. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's good for, to play old games on. That's basically what I use it for. Old games I like, that are uh, upscaled. I like Game Pass. There's like some really cool games on Game Pass. Like sometimes good. I'll just go through. I'll be like, oh, what's new? I'll find something. I'll click on it. Install it. And I'm like, oh, that was cool. I mean, Game Pass is very good, but doesn't it also like negatively affect the way games are made? Something like that. Well, Isn't it bad? yeah. Bad I mean, there is there is that aspect of it that <clears throat> if you want a game to be on Game Pass, you can't make the games that PlayStation are making mm. because it will not profit. Mm. Because like you look at god of war you can't give that to people for free for a no. monthly subscription <laughs> no. because the game's not long enough to keep people so like they have to be live services yeah. because you need to keep people giving you money every month otherwise they finish a game they cancel their subscription so yeah like i do get i do get that that it does make a lot of sense um and i'm not i mean i think at this point i'm not hoping that xbox ever competes with playstation like it's just no. not going to happen they're going like, in two separate directions it seems like it's every like you look at nintendo sony and xbox they've all carved out this little niche for themselves yeah. and i don't think any of them are going to encroach on each other's no. um at this point like they know what they're doing like i mean you could see some of that like if you know playstation decides they want to dive into sort of multiplayer territory you know, well, that they are soon, like... to be fair. I mean, with all the, the announcements of, like, you know, The Last of Us multiplayer. Last of Us and, factions, um, yeah. You know, obviously, uh, certain dormant FPS PlayStation franchises possibly coming back, like Killzone, Resistance, stuff like that, mm. uh, which I would like to see. I think there cool. needs to be a decent FPS on, on PlayStation. Uh, I would yeah. not mind Killzone coming back. If Gorilla want a stab at that, I trust them to make a good game. Uh, out yeah, they're gonna be Killzone. good. I mean, Killzone Shadow Force sort of flopped. Looks very the pretty, ones though. before that were all good. It does still look really nice, even it though does, that's a yeah. you know PS4 game. Yeah. The start of that console generation it does still look really nice. That is true. Yeah, um, I like a good pretty FPS. So do I. Something like about crisis. it is fun, you know, or like, a, like a battlefield. Yeah, something like that. I do like that Where it's that like, shit. you know, there's something, there's a novelty about it. Like, it's a first-person game, you're running around shooting yeah, people, so it looks really nice. Yeah. Like, but yeah. When I played the Battlefield 3 campaign, I got very immersed when I played that for the first time. Yeah. Even though the first mission is you fucking, like, running on top of a train in the subway, but, like, the rest of it's pretty realistic Classic. and immersive. But it's not meant to be milsim anyway, so, I mean, it's it's fine. No. I, I played, I think, I think it was a couple months ago, or it was end of last year. I played uh, 
Battlefield 1 because it was on uh, it's on EA Play as part of Game Pass and I played that on yeah. PC for a bit looked really nice very pretty game yeah it's beautiful walking Frostbite around in World War 1 uh, areas and doing some bits and bobs and like blowing up buildings it's cool yeah they're good um, games Battlefield they're, they're not anything too special but they're fun and they look nice so yeah the guns are very punchy Mm-hmm. yeah it's nice but uh yeah i guess yeah. we'll see i guess we'll see what these companies do i guess we'll see where xbox goes and it's gonna be interesting because we're coming up soon on e3 period which is obviously not e3 anymore true. Um, it's true. just i saw someone on twitter called it like early summer games conventions period which is now oh, what it is that's so depressing now um, <laughs> it used to be e3 season where it was like <laughs> Yeah, thought however long, two months of like just sweet, just sweet. tons and tons of stuff. It was great fun. Oh god, I don't um, miss it. But we've got coming up very soon. In when this podcast goes up, it'll be in two days. Is the PlayStation Showcase? Um, I think which, they're gonna go crazy. I, I, I genuinely think they're gonna announce so much shit. I don't think they've done a PlayStation Showcase like this since 2021. I think that was the last time they did one. Mm um i could be wrong that i might i might be wrong maybe they did do one in 2022 but i don't remember mm-hmm. um i remember the last major one they did though um and yeah i think it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see what playstation does because i think it's gonna be big and then, like you said crazy lots of lots of uh lots of reveals lots of new trailers and stuff like that like i think spider-man 2 will be one of the main things i'll probably show yeah um, do you reckon they'll tease anything about Ghost of Tsushima sequel? Maybe. Three years. Maybe. Maybe we'll get a little teaser for that. Maybe. Like at least like a little something. I mean, even yeah. though it's fucking bullshit when they do this shit where there's yeah, like a yeah, trailer yeah. and they show a title, it's like I'd still get hyped for it because it's Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I think that's their yeah. next big one. The next yeah. one where, like, you know, maybe we'll get to see what Naughty Dog is working on. Maybe we'll get to see their next oh, game. Oh, that would also be really cool as well. Um, maybe, maybe, you know, the the... The, that sort of weird elusive uncharted game that might be from a different studio maybe we'll get to see that no i don't care about that Fuck um, <laughs> i don't give a shit about that once you give an intellectual property to another studio it's never going to be the same thing again i don't yeah i don't feel about it i am apprehensive about that one yeah yeah um not quite sure how to feel but uh but it's playstation exclusive so the likelihood is it's probably going to be pretty good yeah i mean it'll at least be it'll at least look good and feel good and you know even if they don't get the charm and the character and like all that stuff quite right like naughty mm-hmm. dog did at least it'll be like a game that you know you don't feel bad for giving them your money no, no um, it'll, it's still it'll be pretty good it's still polished and feels you know premium yeah um because if you put enough money into anything, you can make it worth your money. That is very true. You know, even if it's even if it like doesn't make any sense and is really badly written and the level design's kind of messy, <sighs> like it looks really nice, and it has great acting too. So yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all stuff I need. like that. Um, uh, I want Bloodborne remaster. <laughs> Please. I mean give that me that's Bloodborne been rumored again leading up to this event. It's oh been yeah, that we're some a random guy has mentioned it, and people are going. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I know it happens every time there's a PlayStation event. There's a there's a rumor from someone that's like somewhat involved in the industry that's like, oh, Bloodborne Two or Bloodborne Remake or yeah, whatever. Like, oh my god, I hope I so just, though. I do want it? It would I don't be good. Need a remake. I would like a remaster where it upscales textures you know stuff like that maybe make yeah some, i don't some even i don't even need a full-on remake yeah 
definitely don't need a remake. It's only like it's only like eight years old. But I also do think that's what they're doing. That's why, I th- like I said this before, but I think that's why it's, it's taken them so long. Because a remaster's easy. Like, you're just like a year job. You just get fucking someone to make a, you know, remaster, port it over, upscale, yeah, yeah. higher FPS. Well, but like the like fact a Blue that Point remake? I think that's why it's taken so long for them to Ooh. announce or say anything. Because I just can't understand why. Like they, under- they, like, they know it would make money to just... Even just to port it to PS5 and upscale and... They've got to know. be aware at this point. The people working in marketing at From Software are probably like... Just got a bunch of fucking tweets again about Bloodborne Remaster, guys. Yeah, like they know. <laughs> they obviously know. And I think yeah. that they're thinking like, how can we maximize profits? Well, you look at Demon's Souls, we pe- that, like that cost premium price. The $70, right? Like how can... We can't do that for an eight-year-old game if it's just a remaster. What if we remake it? like we did demon souls now we can sell it for full price yeah and i think i think that's what they're doing well, but I they mean, obviously I'll take you know... a remake as well i wouldn't be mad at it because <laughs> it just yeah, gives no. me another excuse to 100 percent bloodborne again i would so i would buy fine. it i haven't even finished i haven't even finished bloodborne yet but i'd, I'd buy it <laughs> yeah you're fucking struggling so... on mikolash i witnessed it firsthand first it's... time i've ever seen someone have trouble uh... with mikolash <laughs> i've i struggled the only two bosses in that whole game that i've struggled on is mikolash and the witches of hemwick those are the only two bosses that i've struggled on in bloodborne the rest have been a breeze <laughs> Uh, you should play Dark Souls three oh, soon. Wait, which ones do you play? Demon Souls, Bloodborne. Demon Souls and Bloodborne. Maybe Sekiro yeah. next then. Sekiro I might do Sekiro next, and then I might do just go Dark Souls one, two, and three. Yeah, and then finish it off with Elden Ring, and actually fucking. And yeah, play it. Don't and then finish it off with Elden either. Ring. Yeah, I should maybe yeah, should probably should play it in my own time. You or probably something. Can you, you probably play it on your strip in your Steam Deck. Is Elden Ring. Yeah, Steam? can you play it on yeah, Steam yeah, Deck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could. It's compatible. How would that run? Would that be good? I don't know if it'd be uh, good or not. Probably all right. I mean, the, I mean, most of the like performance boost comes from because the resolution is like a lot lower because it's obviously on a little screen. Yeah. So you don't have to run it at 1080p even. Like it's lower than that. I see. But, but it still looks good. But it still looks good, yeah, because it's a tiny little screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I could, yeah, I could. I, could I feel like once going through all of the Souls games, you'd appreciate what Elden Ring is a little bit more. I, th- yeah. I do think the linear games, looking back, I think, like, Bloodborne probably plays a little bit better because of, the, like, the way the world is structured. It funnels you into certain places, you know, like Dark Souls 1, Bloodborne, those sort of linear games. Yeah. But Elden Ring is, like, an amalgamation of everything From Software has done. It's like this love letter to fans of the franchise. It's just oh, it's so fucking good. I yeah. Like so no, much. there's definitely, there's definitely like I, there's parts of Elden Ring I do really like. I think that, I think my biggest issue with it is just that, like compared to the linear games, mm. there's elements of it that feel, I don't know what the word is. Like I want to say lacking, but I don't know if that's what I mean. But it's it like it's underwhelming in certain aspects. Yeah, like the 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 legacy dungeons are really <coughs> cool. Like oh, those amazing. are those are great. But then there's like you know you'll go oh let's go over here. There's a little secret entrance. And you go in and it's like oh this kind of looks like one of the you know four dungeons I've already been in. Like it looks very I do similar. Agree got the, the same enemies. The boss areas. at the end is the same. Yeah, the copy and pasted areas were a little bit disappointing, but. There's also like little towns and destroyed villages you can go to, and like you know, uh, there's other dungeons that aren't legacy dungeons that aren't like main dungeons, but they they do play like old Dark Souls levels um, that you, they're completely optional. You don't have to do them; you can stumble across them. 
bosses in the open world, stuff like that. Nice secrets to find. Um, yeah, there are definitely some good parts. Like, I do remember going in some of these villages and, like, you find a little boss in there and, you you know, you have a go and you fight that and then you beat it and you're like, hey, I got my souls, you level up and you, you know, you build out your character a bit more. And Yeah, and there's the side quests in Elden Ring are great too. Like, the one where the dude has got the wolf head. I forgot what his name oh, is. Oh, yeah, that guy, um, that guy. His yeah. side quest is fucking amazing with Rani, the, the, the sort of witch that's got the... I don't know if she's in the cutscene at the beginning of the game, like the CGI yeah. cutscene. She's like a witch with like a blue hat and like yeah, blue, yeah, yeah. She got like one eye closed, I think. Like, like that's mm-hmm. that's the thing that multiple Elden Ring characters have. I don't know what that is. But yeah, like the world is really cool, and how they got George R. R. Martin to write like a whole world and like a mythos with like gods and like all all these civilizations, and then the writers at From Software took that and like sort of distorted it and like uh turn the clocks forward thousands of years until those kingdoms had fallen and then that's where Elden Ring is set it's just so cool like the yeah, lore is, is amazing cool. it's probably it's probably some of their strongest out of any of the souls like games is Elden Ring has some of the strongest lore yeah it's so I fucking do, good I do wonder after Armored Core what are they going to do what's their next souls like game going to be it's true like, like, will they go down a Nintendo route and do a Elden Ring two, similar to Tears of the Kingdom, is mm-hmm. like a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild, or will they go, let's do something brand new, I think they'll like do a Bloodborne new. or Sekiro? I don't think they'll do a Elden Ring two ever. I don't think it will happen. They may, they may do another open world game. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it'll be Elden Ring two. I think Elden Ring is a standalone thing, <clears throat> like how Sekiro is a standalone thing. To be fair as well, like, the original idea was that every game would be individual as well. Like Yeah, they never wanted to do Dark Souls 2 or 3, really. Like, Miyazaki didn't do <clears throat> Dark Souls 2. No. And then did do Dark Souls 3, but it was almost like, they were like, oh, we need to get him back to do this because the reception of 2 wasn't great, like, yeah. to do Dark Souls 3. But originally, yeah, he just wanted to do Dark, like Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro. Like, yeah. Yeah. these individual games so i think yeah it probably makes sense the next game they do will be something sort of brand new i just know whatever they do it'll be great and i'll love it and it will just be that classic like from software style that's just you cannot get it anywhere else like it's yeah. just something about the worlds they create and the characters that exist within them and the voice acting and everything is just so so unique i love yeah. it so much but yeah they'll do something great i'm sure of it for sure definitely i can't even fathom i can't even imagine what they're gonna do after armored core and stuff but yeah i'm sure it'll be and maybe maybe we'll get to see a bloodborne remake at this playstation event maybe i do hope so some form of bloodborne up even if it's not a remake even if it's like just a remaster or like an upscale i'll take it i prefer a remaster to be honest than just a standard upscale after how much this has been fucking hyped up now they've sort of they sort of made it difficult for themselves because I'm sure if it was just an upscale, people would be happy with it, the 60 FPS upscale. But it'd almost be like, ah, I've waited this long for just yeah. just the fucking. But also, update. they can't sell that. Like, no, they also. So can't there's sell no that. way, like remaster at the very least, because yeah, at least you can sell that for 40 quid. Yeah. Whereas I, I genuinely do think they're going to go for a remake. I feel like they want that grandiosity of like, look, we're not just giving you a remaster. We're giving you this is Bloodborne, but again, and it's yeah. bigger and better and. Looking I mean, if they do that, looks. maybe they can rework the chalice dungeons as well. I don't know if you've done any of the chalice dungeons. Oh, I've, I've seen about them. I I, I saw yeah. them in H Bomber's video. They're fucking hell. They are fucking hell. Oh, yeah, they looked a bit 
uh, I had to do most of them for the platinum. God damn, they have some of the hardest bosses in the game in there. Like Jesus. the ones in the main story are pretty manageable. Even like the optional ones that you can do throughout the main story, but the chalice dungeon bosses are fucked. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they could rework those and actually make them interesting if they were to do a remake of it. Yeah, uh, they could. Or maybe they'd choose to take them out entirely. I hope maybe. not. I feel like that would be a bad remedy. I'd like to see them come back, but like with some really cool procedure generation. I think it like would be some... really, really funny if they do a remake but the graphics are so good that it can't run at 60 fps no it's locked to 30 <laughs> just give me a performance mode i will, I will play 60 oh, fps man. 1080p i do not care that will that be much so about fucking 4K. funny i'll be so upset oh, man knowing then though it'd be fine elden no, it'd, it'd, beautiful it'd, it'd and, run uh, i think you know i fine. think they'd I think they'd manage. It. I mean, Demon Souls runs at sixty, right? Yeah, they're linear as fuck. So I mean, it, but it they looks, don't need to worry looks about great. performance. Um, yeah, and a lot of games these days use like variable resolutions that also just like will reconstruct. And obviously, some games don't look as good. Like Jedi Survivor has some issues with the reconstruction of resolution. Mm. But you look at like God of War Ragnarok, that looks incredible. Like you play that on performance mode, it just looks 4K. Mm, like it looks, mm. it's that that you know that graphical reconstruction it's resolution not worth looks a replay. incredible. Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> never playing it again in my life. <laughs> if I played that again, I, I've I I had to use some footage of it for my uh, Jedi Survivor video, and honestly, I just felt sick looking at it. I was yeah, like, I don't it's... ever want to go back there again. I think about Ragnarok, and it's just I have no interest in playing it. I was playing it for so long trying to get through the side content, and most of the side content was just pretty shit. Yeah, like just pretty boring. Yeah. Stuff in the crater was alright, oh, but even God, then, the thinking crater. about it now, I spent too long in the oh. crater. I literally spent like four or five hours in that fucking area, man. Oh. I too much. It was just like too much bloat, way too much bloat. Yeah, in that game, shit that doesn't need like, to be in there. God of War twenty eighteen was this wonderfully streamlined game that didn't have way too much content. Like you could probably finish everything in about twenty five hours. Yeah, but, like, that's they had the so Valkyries and stuff. Valkyries were great. Oh, they the were Valkyries were so good. Yeah, fucking amazing. And the fucking what's they're called? The the Viking spirit things, the Berserker stones. Nowhere near as good as the Valkyries. Oh, nowhere were near as good. In um, there's some good ones, but they're also like they're just not as impactful as the Valkyries were in in God of War. No, there's something about the when you fight a Valkyrie, like just the way that it's constructed. I can't explain it, and a lot of people have disagreed with me, and like that's fine. But I do like the combat in Ragnarok. I just don't feel is as fun as 2018, and I can't really put it into words why. Mm. But 2018's there's something about the progression and the the way you learn every move that feels just like baked into the experience in a way that mm. like feels so satisfying by the end because you've learned every single move they haven't yeah. just like popped up they aren't just sort of randomly there and randomly taught to you or anything like every single one is like you remember when you learned that move or that skill mm. um, and it all plays into this experience of progression through the game by the time you're at the end fighting you know the final the final valkyries and everything yeah and i just ragnarok just doesn't have that like it's just i will I admit though that the, there's there is a fair few abilities that are in ragnarok that i know that if i replayed the first one i would miss them like what i can't think of any right now but i, I remember <laughs> as i was playing it i was like Damn, you know this for is sure like, though yeah i just remember playing it and being like th th this ability here was like really useful this wasn't in the first game 
And it's like it just feels like a nice addition. Obviously, the Drapnir spear as well. Yeah. I think the Drapnir spear is a fucking brilliant addition. Oh, I to like the, the spear a lot. Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way the way it's incorporated into the story too, and the context and the character. Oh yeah, work, that like, bit is brilliant. It's it's the greatest moment in the game. I think it is as well. It's yeah. it's the it's the one part of Ragnarok to me that follows in the footsteps of 2018 in that it's a gameplay element that is has huge consequence to the character and is like a huge part of the story and it just it makes sense like it it's not as good as when moment. you get the blades obviously no. that's a better moment but it's it's done in the same way like it it's means got its the own, same thing it's hard to compare the two moments to be fair like with the blades and the Droughtnir spear because it's it's got its own emotional weight to it the drought yeah. the Droughtnir moment like it's just this beautiful character moment between brock and and kratos and like it's it's obviously an integral weapon for the story like kratos needs it to fight uh heimdall and whatnot it's just mm-hmm. it is a brilliant moment Def- probably yeah you know now you said it it probably is my favorite moment in the game uh without yeah, a doubt I think it's, it's just so well done it's the i think the philosophy behind that moment of like how it was designed to work as part of the game is just yeah. everything that 2018 did with every moment in the entire story yeah yeah whereas ragnarok doesn't do it often mm-hmm but when it does do it, like it did with the Dropner Spear, it's really good. They just don't do it enough. And they spend way too much time segregating gameplay from story. Should have made it a trilogy. Should have made, made it a trilogy, trilogy. and should have made the last game Ragnarok instead of rushing to it. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's the thing, right? Like, it's, 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 it's so weird. Sometimes I'll read my comments on my Ragnarok video and people will be like, wait, you wanted this game to be even more bloated by turning it into two? I'm like, no, no, no. The reason it's bloated is because it's one game. Like, the, like it wouldn't be bloated if you made two games. Yeah, the bloat would be gone. I, the fuck like, are they on about? Like, it, you, you, would, you would remove the bloat because not because you would then, you, like, you'd condense the bits that needed condensing and you would expand the bits that needed expanding. Mm-hmm. Whereas... In Ragnarok, what they've done is the opposite. They've expanded on things that don't need it and condensed things that needed to be expanded on. Mm-hmm. But if you did it, but if you expanded on those things, you'd have such a weird lopsided game where, mm-hmm. like, you'd have, you know, seventy percent of the game would be Freya's arc, and it would be like, why is this the focus of the game? It's like, well, you need that focus to do the story justice, but to do the game justice, you can't have seventy percent of the game be Freya's arc, which is why you needed two games where the middle game could have been all about character arc and character mm-hmm. development, and then the third game is all about story and plot and, you know, tying up loose ends and Ragnarok itself. and you know. Yeah, I mean, if the second game was about character arcs, maybe then it would make sense that Freya suddenly changes her mind about not wanting to kill Kratos. Over, you know, you'd have a whole game to explore that, opposed to exactly. one moment where she goes, ah, I guess it don't matter then. That's all right. Yeah. It's, oh man, <laughs> Freya is so bad. Freya becomes a fucking husk of herself. She's great in the first few couple hours of the game, like just before Atreus goes to visit yeah. her. I think she's mm-hmm. brilliant. And then she suddenly just rolls over and becomes this weird shell of herself for the rest it's of the game. It's so weird because she is so interesting at the start. And then she just becomes whiny as fuck. Like, she won't yeah. shut up. And almost and just too like... nice as well. Like And too nice, yeah. It's like she just, this, like, she's she's just such a weird, like... Because she's got to be with you for you to have a companion. Yeah. But she also can't be too nice to you until you've got to that poignant story moment where she fl- flips that switch. Mm-hmm. But like then she's talking with... like It's just such a weird dynamic. It just doesn't work. Yeah. It's just not engaging at all. And like it the whole time, you know, weird. you're like, well, she's going to turn back good again, isn't she? Like, the yeah, obvious thing they could have done there was for her to not. 
Like, that is and I think, yeah. like, I said this in my video, like, Freya should have, Freya, in that moment, Freya should have tried to kill Kratos. Yeah. And it should have been this moment where it's, she's not trying to kill Kratos because she wants to kill Kratos. She's trying to kill Kratos because she wants to die in that moment. She's like, yeah. I cannot, I cannot come to terms with my actions. I yeah. can't come, to, I can't take responsibility for what I've done. So I just want Kratos to just, you know you know put an end to it i will die and it also yeah. then it mirrors the whole thing because kratos talks about like seeking death throughout the game yeah. and stuff yeah like it would have been this mirror image where he has to look at himself in the mirror almost and be like oh that's what i'm doing but yeah. from a different perspective and then you don't have to use the heimdall moment as a moment to humanize the actions of kratos you use him killing freya and you're like oh god this oh, was bad god, killing gods is not good is it because then Could you imagine like, having to kill freya Exactly, like you could have that moment where he's strangling her and she dies, and it's like then you you don't need to then turn the camera to Mimir and have him go, oh brother, that wasn't good. That was like, mental, no. brother. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you'd be like, oh my god, we came to know Freya, we loved Freya, yeah. and we had to do this. Like, oh, killing God, this is not the right answer. Like, we need to look for another way. Yeah, and then like it would play into the story instead of just... the story just telling you, wow, you killed Heimdall, who's a cunt. And everyone wants <laughs> he's to kill him, but it's bad. He's just a dick. Yeah. His one character trait is being a like, high school bully. Yeah. That's his one fucking character trait, and I'm meant to feel bad that he killed him. No, I it's don't like, feel no, bad. I feel great. I, I feel, feel fucking good. great after Fuck killing him. Fuck that guy. Because <laughs> I knew like, it was never... Oh, the, the, the prophecy bullshit was never going to fucking come true anyway. So it's like, you know... I did When I killed Heimdall, I wasn't like, oh... God, now everyone's gonna die and Kratos is gonna die. I was like, no, it's gonna be fine because he's fucking Kratos. Like, it's not gonna, they're not gonna kill Kratos in God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, no, it was. I never thought that was gonna happen. Like, they try and make you think that shit's gonna happen, but it's like, just not, you're not gonna do it. And the thing is, as well, the reason it worked so well in the first game is because it's this offhanded thing at the end where you're like, oh, maybe this is something that'll happen. But then when the second game opens and the entire plot is prophecy, you're like, okay, so it's not going to happen, obviously, yeah. because yeah. you're making it the central plot of the story. So if it just happens, all you're doing is reinforcing that pl the prophecy is real and you can't do anything to change it and you have no free will, which is a terrible yeah. theme for a That's story a to have. terrible story, yeah. So obviously Kratos is not going to die, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And also the fact that, like, you've got the mural there at the end of 2018 and then you go to Ironwood and there's just a different mural, but it's supposed to be the same one. Yeah, it's like, oh, boys, it's the... The wrong one we put there in Jotunheim, boys. It's, Sorry. It's so dumb, man. It's so <laughs> dumb. It's such a dumb game. Fucking yeah. hell. God such damn, a God of fucking shame. It such really a is. fucking shame. And that's not yeah. to say that I. I do like Ragnarok, but I don't want to replay it. <laughs> I don't want to replay it. Maybe that means I don't oh, like man. it. I don't know. I have a really, really weird opinion of it because I loved it in, when I first played it. I was like, what a fucking banger. And stewing on it, and I noticed as I was playing it, there were certain moments that I was like, I don't know how I feel about that, but I couldn't explain why or, or, or what about it I disliked. It was just like there were certain moments that I was just like, ah, didn't hit the same as they I just, wanted it to. Yeah, the moments just don't seem like they land very well. Like, mm. there's moments in 2018 where the, it happens and you just, it's so satisfying to see, like, yeah. it just, like, but it's like subconscious. Like, <laughs> and fucking. Sorry, I've cut you off. <laughs> no, carry on. What we I was gonna say, fucking Atreus dipping back and forth from Asgard every five seconds is so jarring as well. It's like whiplash yeah. constantly. It's, I I didn't like that aspect of it. 
Yeah, exactly. It's another symptom of it being two games in one game. Like they're yeah. trying to do two things, but by doing that, like you're flip flopping, and then you're you like they literally spend most of the game removing the central component that made the first one so compelling, which is Kratos and Atreus's relationship, and you yeah. get barely any of it in Ragnarok because it's they're separated for so much of it. It doesn't make it's sense like... though because people don't criticize Ragnarok for that, and yet they fucking hate The Last of Us Two for doing the exact same thing. You yeah, know, like Ellie, Ellie and Joel's relationship not being a focal point of, of that game. Um, but obviously that doesn't mean you, you can't do a good game where the two characters are split apart because Last of Us Part 2 is fucking brilliant. But Yeah, you definitely can do it. Maybe maybe God of War was leaning too heavily into that and that's almost its downfall. Or maybe they should have just fucking put more of it in the game. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a weird one because I think about it and I'm like what like there's so many things that you would have to change to get it to work like that's the thing like a lot of people said to me i get a comments all the time they're like well where would you have cut off ragnarok to make it a second game i'm like no 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 no. you you don't just like it cut the game in half different yeah it, it would, would be... be totally different yeah it'd have to be so differently structured different focal points like the characters God, have to go in vastly different directions stupid, aren't they? they just like they just don't <laughs> understand like i just i just don't know how you can't understand what i'm saying man like yeah. i'm not saying you split it directly in half like i'm saying so, oh, you rewrite really it weird if you have a random cutscene just ends what the fuck's wrong with you <laughs> santa oh, monica man. could do no wrong oh, oh god it's so yeah I don't know. It is a shame the game turned out the way that it did. And it yeah, is weird. It's kind to of look left me with a bit of a bad taste in my mouth regarding the God of War franchise. Like when I think yeah. about it, it's just like, oh And the thing bothered. is, like the thing is, right, like the reason and you know, people don't like to say, No, you can't just you can't just say one person's responsible, but Corey Barlog is responsible for what made the first game so good. Mm. his direction like he directed all those people so well like yeah. he managed to you know be in charge of this team he's such a great leader and also on top of that it was based on his own personal experience mm. of being <clears throat> a father and like that yeah. it was very very personal to him and he had like you know he had the things planned out for where to go and then when you take that story and you give it to someone else and they try to mold it into something that makes sense you just you lose all of those tiny little moments of meaning what was that... cory barlog not involved in ragnarok then he oversaw it partially basically he originally was going to be the creative director but then he left and he decided to go work on another project so someone else was the creative director it also had like eight writers instead of three which is how many <coughs> they had for 2018 it's already then... a bad idea yeah Don't way too many writers and then like none of these people have that emotional connection to it eric williams maybe but no, yeah they don't have this same connection that Corey and that small team had. And then you've got, you know, he, he oversaw parts and they would come to him with ideas and say, what do you think of this idea? And he would say yes or he would say no. Yeah. Um, but that was it. Like, he didn't have an integral part in working it out and, okay. like, writing it okay. down and dealing with that stuff. Like, he gave Being them a couple the of bullet points. Yeah. yeah. Like, he gave them a couple of bullet points. He was like, Kratos needs to kill Heimdall. Um Odin has to die, Kratos has to live, Atreus has to leave. Like those are like yeah. the few bullet points you gave. Like these things have to happen. You can yeah. do whatever else you want around it. And it was the um, whatever else they wanted that sort of fucked the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you like this is why like when I finished the game, I remember feeling so conflicted because the ending did make me shed a tear. Oh, it's and good. I remember I was that very emotional. I was like, that's really really great stuff. But the way how we got there 
feels wrong and weird and just like it this does. strange path of just nonsense just winding bullshit yeah and it's like you know how does prophecy for like i don't i'm not going down this rabbit hole again i mean you, you got can the see norms, in the background interdimensional the fucking... fucking beings <laughs> talking about prophecy it's like nah they were just wrong uh, it, it doesn't make any sense, man. It doesn't make any sense. I'm just yeah. thinking about it. I'm like, the Norns literally say, they're like, they're like, oh, prophecy's not real. We just, you're just so predictable. I'm like, what do you mean? What, what are you do you mean? About? <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense. None they're of it makes any fucking bro. sense. They've got like, like these threads of fate that they're fucking walking among. It's just like, nah, nah, <laughs> we don't actually do any of that. <laughs> and like the whole thing about like kratos that his entire arc in the first game was being unpredictable that's the mm. point that's the whole yeah. fucking point so how are the, how is he now being so predictable that they're able to predict what he's going to do and they don't anyway because it doesn't turn exactly. out that way so they were just they wrong. Don't show Wait, up again and, either and they've so you're telling me they've never been wrong all they do is predict things based on people's predictability and they've never ever been wrong ever yeah yeah They've never been wrong. We, this is the first like, time they've ever been wrong. Odin existing in the universe, who's massively unpredictable. It 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 just doesn't make sense. None of it makes any fucking stupid. sense. It's fucking stupid. It's like Although, the entire story is grounded in this like concept that just isn't explored and doesn't make any sense. And like, yeah. how do the how does the giants' prophecy work? Like, <coughs> is their prophecy real? Because it seems real. I mean, it has to be right because Atreus has a dream about what happens in Ragnarok, and then it happens in Ragnarok. Mm. So that's that's foresight. That's real. Like that, but then it's not either. Like it's just gi- the giants can be wrong as well. I guess. It's like, what's the point? What's the point of any... The entire world is based in prophecy and fate. And then you're just going to turn around and say, none of it's real. It doesn't exist. All Kratos had to do was decide he didn't want to die. So what about everybody else? Did no one just decide once they didn't want to die? And have it not happen? I I just don't know. Maybe a theme of the story is to be like, there can be no true prophecy. Like, it's not a thing that can exist. Yeah, but I mean, it, that is the point. That is what they're trying to say. It's a little bit silly in the way that it's told. It's like, you can, you definitely can tell that story. I just think they told it terribly. <laughs> well, there's a highlight, another great moment in the game. I do really like the scene before Ragnarok <laughs> with Atreus and, Kratos, Atreus, Atreus and Kratos in the tent. I love that scene so oh, much. No, yeah, that's another great scene. I think it's yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and and the flashbacks with uh, Lao Fei as well, I really like too. Oh, I hate uh, those so much. Oh, did you not like them? Yeah, no. Well, first of all, I hate that we know what she looks like. Like, I don't. She looks think you like could... uh, Karen from Death. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I do, I do, I do not think you can ever do it justice because the way she's built up in 2018, I didn't need to see her. I'm like, yeah, you yeah cannot, I agree with that. You cannot depict the ca- the one character that Kratos could fall in love with and could be vulnerable around, like. I don't want to see that person because you can't do them justice. Like that person is like that is pretty true, this yeah. mystical concept that like grounded Kratos. I don't mm-hmm. need to see that person. Like yeah. I, I want, I want to see her through his eyes, which is the way that he talks about her to Atreus. Yeah, the way that we yeah. see her in these murals, this great warrior that was also a great mother yeah. and a great wife. Like that, she is not that in Ragnarok. She is just mm. like she's just so average and nothing Woman. and like basic and it's like okay and also like every scene with her happens at these poignant moments where oh so kratos didn't even decide not to die he just she just gave him a vision right at the end where she went remember 
you don't have to kill people all the time and you went bloody hell i don't do i i actually <laughs> don't have to do that all the time like the story of the first game <laughs> exactly it was the story of the first game he's like we, we need to be better already. but then yeah. Faye has to keep telling him all the time at these like pivotal character moments remember this great remember this conversation we had that's probably important right now well maybe it's, it's like, like how know, is she doing that anyway it well, yeah, how is she sense. doing that it doesn't make sense but maybe it's like you know you have to be better even when faced with the possibility of losing your son like you have to you can't then fall back into your old ways as a result of you know atreus being in danger you still have to stick to that that idea of you know not killing people just to just to get what you want yeah um, but I, I still think the issue with it is that she tells him like yeah. it's not it takes away all of his autonomy it's not his own realization it's no. not he doesn't come to the conclusion himself yeah, it's yeah. just this plot Deus Ex Machina comes in in the form of Karen from Daredevil to tell him <laughs> the thing he needs to know so that he knows it and the story happens the way that yeah. it's supposed to happen. It does seem and like it's... a lot of the conclu- like a lot of the solutions to Kratos' problems come <clears throat> from either uh, flashback from Lao Fei, talking to Mimir, or talking to like Freya, and that he just never comes to his own conclusions throughout the course of the game. It's like someone else tells him what to do. Yeah, he takes a huge backseat for some reason. Whereas I, I think that it was so interesting in the first game, or the, in 2018, where, you know, Kratos is going on this arc where he discovers what things really mean. Like, there is mm. no external intervention. Like, yeah, Atreus has that effect on him and has <laughs> that, like, obviously it's due to Atreus's presence that Kratos becomes the man he is by the end of that game. Yeah. But he comes to that realization himself. Like he realizes what he's supposed to do. And a lot of people as well, and I hate this too, is that there's that scene, the scene when he gets the Blades of Chaos in 2018 and he mm-hmm. walks through Athena and he's like, oh, I'm your monster no longer. Mm-hmm. Like that scene to me only works so well if Athena's not really there and he's imagining her. Oh yeah. Right? Like, cause, because then what Athena is, is a manifestation of his inner anxieties, manifesting mm. as this thing that is tying him down to his old life. And he's he's actually arguing them with himself. And yeah. what Athena's saying is actually, it's Kratos saying it to himself. Like, he believes yeah. those things about himself. Well, that's, that's then, what I saw it at. I never you know, fucking thought it was actually fucking well, Athena. interestingly enough, there is a prequel <laughs> comic where Athena actually is there. So, so canonically, based on a comic, I guess Athena technically actually was there in 2018. It takes all the meaning no. out of that scene because what it means Head is, cannon. and people don't seem to get this right, but if Athena is actually there, what it means is Kratos was always, he always had a clear head the whole time. He always knew what he actually thought about himself he the whole time. He never doubted himself. He never doubted himself. There was no self-doubt. He was very headstrong in his own convictions the entire time. But if she's not really there and it's a manifestation of his own feelings, then it's this inner conflict that is showing itself in such a cool way. And he finally overcomes that. And then he can yeah. be there for his son. It's amazing if she's not there, but people are like, no, 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 she is there. So cool. So cool cameo. So cool when we it's saw so Athena. Cool. Uh, uh, do you guys remember <laughs> Athena from God of War 2? Oh, such a good character. She back in 2018 now. <laughs> Oh man! Fucking stupid! Like, what do you mean she was there? What does she do in the future? What does she do later in the game? What does she do in Ragnarok? Nothing. Yeah, it She's doesn't not make actually sense. There. That's no. bullshit. Whoever wrote the comic can fuck off. Yeah, whoever wrote the comic is wrong. It's there's yeah. no way it was supposed to be that way. They in the were game. just the only reason it's canon is because whoever wrote the comic was allowed to write a comic that is canon. That's the yeah, only fucking reason why. it's canon. Not because it's good, because that's shit. 
My yeah, head yeah, yeah. is that yeah, it's not, she's not there. What the yeah. fuck is that? But it just shit. but it just goes to show again, like we talked about this last episode. <laughs> And not to sound fucking high and mighty, but they're like people do just consume art fundamentally differently. Yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of people that want it to be Athena to actually be there because it's cool that Athena is there, and that's mm-hmm. all that matters to them. And like that's fine. That's f- if that's all that matters to you, that's fine. But I feel like you're doing a disservice to the story and the the themes and all of that stuff in God of War 2018 because it's yeah. so much more, so much more. It than is that. weird. It's like Disney's fucked everyone's brain with all these cameos and shit. It's they like, really uh, have. Dude that I work <clears throat> with, um, he's a great guy. Obviously, uh, he's, he's a oh, cool yeah. guy. Um, but we were talking about Star Wars, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to the Ahsoka show because of all the possible like you know characters that we could see coming back in it and stuff." And it's like, <sighs> oh, it's so depressing. You're excited for something because of the so you can point at the screen and go, "Oh, that character's from Rebels." Yeah, that's like, so what? depressing. Like, it's such a depressing way to consume media. Like, yeah. Especially it's when there's, just... like... So oh, much good stuff know. out there. Like, you... it's like... Connected universes like... ruined, ruined media. It's like, fuck people's <coughs> brains. People's brains are scrambled because they just yeah. want to see the next big cap. Like, it's that dopamine rush you yeah. get of recognising something. And I feel like it does take a bit to kind of, like, step back from that and go, no, that's not good. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, I mean, I feel like I was like that for a bit. It was cool. Like, oh, yeah, you'd same. watch, you know, The Mandalorian and, like, this character shows up and you're like, oh, that's cool. And then you realise, like, but why do I care? Yeah. Like, it doesn't... What does it add to the story? Does, yeah. it, does it make it a more compelling story that Luke Skywalker with his fucking stitched on face has now walked in shot in Mandalorian? <laughs> no. Yeah. Not and it's anything. like, you know, you look at, I've been watching Andor. I've not finished it yet, but I've watched about four or five episodes of it. It's so good. <clears throat> like, it's such a good show. I've heard it's good, yeah. And so far, there's been no cameos whatsoever. Mm. Um, and it's just so good. Like, it's just such a compelling show with great it's character almost work. It's like it's a TV show. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 really really good, um, and yeah, I just think it's it is it is just wild the way that people, you know, the way that people view things now and the way that people see like you know a cameo and stuff. And it's, Disney really have they fucked it, fucked shit up. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and it's it is wild that that's the way things have gone. But people like people love that, and most people will continue to love that because. I don't know. I guess uh, I don't even know. Like I don't. I genuinely don't even know what it is, or like how do you get past it, or like people love things they recognize. To be fair, a lot of people are like unwilling to enjoy things that is outside of what they already know. So it's like if they're watching Star Wars, they're like, ah, just give me the characters I know, so I can be like, I like them. They're cool. Now I can get on with my day. They don't want like an actual story about new characters, you know. Because yeah. it's difficult to get invested in. It's like, oh, now I have to fucking get invested in these new characters that are fucking annoying because I don't know them. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. Yeah, which is maybe <sighs> why doing Andor was a good idea because the main character you already know him. Like he yeah. was a you know decently well not a good character in Rogue One, but like he was cool. Sure, he was and like no one. The actor, the actor like makes sells him and makes him you know you like him. I'm like yeah. I like him. Like I like Andor. Yeah. So I'm like okay, let's watch a show about him. And then you meet all these new characters and you do all these new things and these new story beats and oh my god, it's just so good. Like, Andor shows you how good Star Wars can be. It's such a rich universe <coughs> where you can yeah, tell such can interesting stories. And the most interesting ones are the ones where they don't end up crossing over with 
major Star Wars characters unless, like, narratively necessary. So, like, like if Luke Skywalker showed up in Andor, it wouldn't be better. It would also make no sense. But, <laughs> True, like, that'd be fucking it, mental. You know, like, if Han Solo showed up in Andor, <laughs> it wouldn't make yeah. the show better. Like, because then it yeah. would make it worse. Because then you'd be like, why? Like... Just don't have characters like this is a galaxy. It's, like, it's uh, huge. Uh, fucking the solo movie. Why was Darth Maul in that? Was the point? Oh my god, Darth Maul's fucking cameo at the end where he ignites his lightsaber, so you know it's him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so stupid. Uh, fucking Amelia Clark just gives him a FaceTime call at the end of the movie, and that's for no it. reason. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Great, great, great film. God, I I will say though to be I fair to Darth solo, Maul. To be fair. Yeah, Solo was alright. Um, <coughs> Darth Darth Maul, other than that one scene in Solo, has been handled really well as a character. Oh, yeah. Like Clone Wars, and then his his sent yeah. off in Rebels. Like yeah. Clone Wars and Rebels. Like I'm I'm not a big fan of oh make a character come back to life, but the way it was handled with Maul is really mm. good, and like yeah. it just served the narrative. Like it only made the character better, and it did yeah, more for Obi Wan. Like one of the most beloved characters in Star Wars, after being just a guy that was in Phantom Menace once. Yeah, and that's that's great. But then you look at like Boba Fett, and it's like, eh, probably should have stayed dead. Yeah, you know, like, who cares about fucking Boba Fett? Like, fuck you off. Know. Why does everyone find him so cool? He I don't know. Dies. I genuinely do not know why people like Boba Fett. I've never understood he gets it. Thrown in the Sarlacc pit. Is that him? That's him. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, that... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does. Han Solo kills him. He's blind. <coughs> he, he. It's literally. It's almost like an MCU moment. He turns around with a like a like a pole and hits. And accidentally hits Boba Fett's jetpack and it sends him flying into the sunlight yeah. and he dies. So it's like, imagine watching the book of Boba Fett and getting really vessel. Oh, this guy's so fucking cool. And you just remember, <laughs> oh, he dies in a slapstick way. That's literally all he does. That's literally all he fucking does. He's in, he's in Empire and he just kind of stands around brooding, captures Han Solo. People just like him because he's got cool armor on. That is it. Yeah, that's That's really why it. they made the Mandalorian, because it's like it's basically Boba Fett. Like he's got the cool armor. Look at him. Look at his cool Mandalorian That was the point. Armor. That was literally the point of that show was to fill in the spot of what people think Boba Fett as. And be mm-hmm. like, let's make a cool stoic Yeah. You know, this character. Then let's ruin that show as well. Yeah. It's it's crazy. You look at season one of The Mandalorian, right? It's a gorgeous show. Mm. Like it looks really good. I didn't love yeah. the show's storyline or whatever. I didn't like vibe with the show in general, but the like cinematography it looks is good. So nice. And then you look yeah. at season three and you're like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> like what the actual fuck happened? Why is Jack Black here yeah, on a I green saw, screen? Lizzo. I saw the clip of that where like Grogu like jumps weirdly and like oh my God. moves around really weird. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And people are like, no, 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 no. Star Wars always been goofy. Okay, it's always been fucking goofy. <laughs> One Shut time in 1977, up. a stormtrooper hit his head on the top of a doorway. Yeah, and it's like fair enough. Star Wars can have cheesiness, but there's a there's a difference between cheesiness and just being shit. Yeah, it's a fine line to walk. It is, and Star Wars walks that line incredibly badly. It's like like a drunk like man. What it is, right? is when they do those moments in modern Star Wars, they want the audience to laugh. <clears throat> the, the Ewoks, for example, in Return of the Jedi, you weren't supposed to laugh at them. Like, no. they weren't supposed to be funny. They were earnest. They just and... happened to be kind of funny as well. Yeah, they happened to be kind of funny. But the point was that, like, they're a race that you, you know, you're under... You sort of like underestimate, and then they help take out the Empire. And yeah. you got even that one scene where one of them dies and his mate is like... 
shaking his dead body, like trying to get him to wake up. And it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) That's so fucking sad. The Empire's fucking mental. They're killing these cute bears on this nice little forest planet. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then... And then you've got, like, you know, obviously what they decided to end up doing then with Jar Jar Binks, which is that, you know, he is just a comic relief character. Um, who, you know, could have been a lot better than what he was. Did you know Masters that they... out there leaking in here. It's all sinking, no power. <laughs> when you said thinking, we say in trouble. <laughs> That's my favorite line. Um, did you know they brought that actor back? In, uh, I think it was the Mandalorian season three, possibly. Yeah, or yeah. He's a Jedi, else. isn't he? Ahmed Best is a Jedi. Yeah. It's because every Jedi survived Order sixty six. So it's and I fine. think, and I think that's <laughs> genuinely funny because um, they've done a, they've done a cameo, but it's a cameo of an actor and not a cameo it. of a character. That's and true. And it's like it's just so like it's just such a weird like metatextual level of like how cameos function now yeah it's like oh it's this so, actor oh, played jar jar <laughs> and everyone hated jar jar but everyone loves the actor now because he got so much hate yeah. and so let's have the actor show up as a jedi and everyone's cheering because they're like yeah the actor yeah. for jar jar is finally Even appreciated we all hate them like, so much that he contemplated suicide <laughs> yeah it's that guy oh, god it's, it's so that boy stupid man and god yeah i mean like you said every jedi has now survived order 66 like yeah it's fine. there is no sanctity to that original storyline that luke Everyone was like the was last fine. jedi i saw this tweet the other day actually that was like originally the concept for order 66 was going to be the clones uh gradually losing faith in the jedi and choosing to turn against them instead of having a chip in their head that was like oh just do it which i think is way more interesting because the whole story of the prequels was to be like that people were losing faith in the Jedi anyway. So to have the very clone troopers that were fighting for them turn on them and kill them is super interesting and way cooler to me than... Yeah, they just had a chip in their head that made them all do it. <clears throat> I... Yeah. No, I could definitely see the value in that. I think that... Yeah, that could be interesting. I think, to me, what was always quite good about just the chip thing is... And it's mainly Clone Wars that did it for me. Is <clears> the, <throat> seeing the clones, because they're on the front lines with the Jedi becoming mm-hmm. close allies with them and close friends mm-hmm. it's like the clones were the only people that had faith in the jedi because yeah. they were the they were almost like you know like in halo where when the master chief shows up to a bunch of marines they're like oh my god it's the master yeah. chief we're gonna be okay that's what the jedi are to the clones. that's what the jedi were to the clones and, yeah, and yeah. so like having to like they formed a lot of strong bonds with these jedi too mm-hmm. like there's a yeah. lot of close relationships like you look at you know you look at rex and ahsoka and how they did that in clone wars <clears> and it's like I quite liked I quite like that aspect of it because it's like getting what, to see being forced to they're kill forced people that to they, kill people that they yeah, cared yeah, about yeah yeah and seeing that with Rex in season seven of Clone Wars was really good like him mm. trying desperately not to kill Ahsoka like he's trying his best to fight against it and not give in and I I like that too I I liked that whole aspect of it but I definitely think there could be merit without Clone Wars anyway yeah, like in yeah, yeah. in the movies like having it be yeah. I guess I am thinking about it in the context of the movies because I haven't finished Clone Wars. So it's like the scenes in Clone Wars, I mean, the scenes in the movies that depict Order 66 are pretty shit. It's just like a random bunch of nameless clones killing 
basically nameless Jedi that haven't done fucking anything. Like Kiadi Mundi. Why should I care yeah. that he's being killed? I don't give a shit. All he said yeah, is, yeah, yeah. what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? And he said nothing else for the no, entire No, but don't film, you get so. it? Don't you get it? That is, <clears throat> despite the fact that originally that was, a da- that was a stupid line because it's the only thing he says, it's actually a really good line because Reddit made a meme about it. Yeah. So yeah. now it's a, now it's yeah, really that's good. How it works. It's a like, base Reddit do, moment. Do you know how fucking mental it is, right? That I put a tweet out about this, but like one of the biggest and most annoying like historical revisionism things that's happened is people saying the prequels are good because yeah. they're not good. They're re- they're really bad, and yeah, they will like, be really bad for the rest of time. It's bad, man. It's so bad. It's mm. is it the strongest prequel? Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, and do I like it? Yeah, I do fucking like Revenge of the Sith, and I don't care. But that's fair. It's, it's not. But a, it's also bad. It's not a yeah. It's not a fucking stellar movie. It's just no. It's a bit it's, shit. But I like know, it. <laughs> I I watched it again for the first time in a while before Obi Wan was coming out because I was like mm. I want to gear, gear myself up for Obi Wan. Obi Wan's going to be sick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, <laughs> and then I I watched Revenge of the Sith and as I was watching it. It just made. I just felt really sad because I thought it was so much better. Like oh, I had really? it in my head for years that it was genuinely a decent movie, mm. and I watched it and I was like, none of this makes any sense. Like this is so stupid. What is well, yeah, going it, it on? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, <coughs> first of all, I mean, Anakin's decision to fucking kill Mace Windu doesn't make any fucking sense. It makes no. He sense. He was a little bit mean to him on the Jedi Council, therefore he fucking kills him. A bit <laughs> mental. Doesn't make any well, sense. Well, I mean. The real reason is because, like, he genuinely believes that Palpatine is able to save Padme. Why but... would he believe that? And why does he think Padme is going to die anyway? It's She's because, fine. I mean, I mean, it makes like it makes sense on a conceptual level. Like, she's fine though. She's a powerful no, but... senator. No, she... but he thinks she's going to die giving birth. Oh, well, just don't shag her then. I don't know. Surely they have fucking contraception in the Star Wars universe. What are we <laughs> talking about? She's pregnant. She's pregnant. Oh, she's doesn't... already pregnant. She's already pregnant. Do you not remember? You don't remember wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> There's women dying from childbirth in the fucking Star Wars universe. Yeah, she... Well, yeah, no, but the reason... <laughs> no, yeah, I guess, I don't know. The but reason like, the re- is what? The reason is he chokes her out, like... What? And then she died. Don't you He force chokes her. What, That's often? why she dies. Well, no, not often. Well, yeah, just that once. That's like right at the end of the film. He's no, I know that. No, I know that. But... By that point, <laughs> no, but no, but he's. I can't believe I'm defending Revenge of the Sith. He is seeing it in a vision. He's oh, seeing her oh. die in a in a Force vision. Oh, but he sees her, on... and he, he doesn't, doesn't see himself in... killing her. No, he sees her dying during okay, childbirth. Okay, so why when? Okay. Why on Mustafar did he choke her then when she's pregnant? Because he was why angry. Does he do that? Like the anger overtakes him. Oh, okay, that's classic. Classic. And then he and then he does it because he's like because he sees Obi Wan come anger. down. Well, maybe the thing. he didn't deserve Padme then. Imagine well, no, that. He didn't. Some it's, dude I mean... fucking chokes his wife out and he goes because he was angry. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny too, because it's so funny too, because like there is absolute, there's like no sympathetic reason for him to turn to the dark side, and also I kind of fucking hate George Lucas for calling it the dark side, because I cannot, like I don't think anyone is ever justified in turning to something called the dark side. You know what I mean? Like I don't think anyone is ever justified in going, 
you know what? My life ain't great right now. I'm going to turn to the evil side of the force. Like, you're well aware it's called that for a reason, aren't you? Like, like, what are we doing? Maybe the connotations of the words light and dark mean something different in the Star Wars universe, but that's just fucking conjecture. That's just bullshit that I've come out with. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's what being a Star Wars fan is. It's coming out with bullshit to fucking... To, to justify your terrible films, writing. yeah, exactly. That's what people that did with Star the sequels. Wars, yeah. That's what people did with the prequels, and that's what people did with the original trilogy to f- trick themselves into thinking they're good. But, uh, to be <laughs> fair, the original trilogy is pretty good, but it's not as amazing as everyone wants to say it is. It's not this marvel of storytelling. It's just a fun bit of sci-fi fantasy fun like that's what the original film yeah. Is. I mean, there's, there, there's some heart there's in some there. good there's stuff in, in there. there. Some good but stuff, but they're not marvels of storytelling. No, I mean, it's still George Lucas at the end of the day. Exactly. It's still got clunky dialogue. It's still got, like, you know, some dumb bits and bobs. But at least it, you know, it was genuine. It told a story. It made sense. And the character arcs were there and, like, had someone to say. And it was just, you know, there's there's enough there. that I'm like, yeah, yeah, that original trilogy, solid, good. And it, it, it made way for a universe that has stories you can tell that are, like... That mean even it more. Certainly has stories you can tell. There, that's not. That's, yeah, that is. De- that's Star an objective Wars fact. Has stories you can tell, guys. I don't know whether Disney knows that, but <laughs> it's definitely a thing, isn't it? There definitely are stories you can tell within the Star Wars universe. I can't wait, for Jesus Christ! Live action Ahsoka, where all the Rebels characters are in it. Jesus Christ! I can point at the screen and go, "That's red-haired woman from Rebels." I like her. Now she's not animated. That's sick. That's really making making Ahsoka live action was the worst mistake they've ever had. Stupid. I don't like her live action design. She looks terrible. She looks stupid. I'm the, sorry, the, Rosario Dawson. I swear she said some transphobic I shit. I think, anyway, yeah, I think but, she's transphobic. So you know what? I'm but... not sorry. Fuck you. I fucking hate your soaker outfit. Shit. You look stupid in it. Oh man, it's crazy <laughs> because like you could have just done a you could have done an animated honestly no don't her story's done that like I don't true. even know why I'm true. trying to ju- like she doesn't need more stories told about like for That's for true. a start right she should have died in Twilight of the Apprentice she should have died and stayed dead the well, fact that, that they like, you might not even of... know about this right but they Rebels. brought so so uh, no it's in Rebels right okay uh, she confronts Darth Vader you've probably seen the scene it's the one they copied oh uh, yeah where she cuts his mask and then yeah just, and then that's he, the thing he, that everyone <laughs> everyone who just knew Darth Vader when he was Anakin cuts his mask off in the other moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and and she says she's like no Anakin I'm not leaving you not this time and then Anakin like looks at her and there's this brief moment where you think like oh maybe she's got through and then he's like and then he's like and then you will die and then that's when the doors close mm-hmm. and that's the last thing you ever see of Ahsoka and like it's implied that she died mm-hmm. and it's like that's meaningful because she <clears throat> she like you know what what made one of the things that contributed to him becoming darth vader was when she left the jedi order and never came back and yeah. like he felt betrayed by her like he felt like he'd lost you know one person that he really cared about and you know that was part of that fall and yeah. then you know in the moment when she dies and is killed by vader is when she actually stays with anakin until the end it's like that's mm-hmm. just a really good moment that, that is cool yeah that is cool. but then in season four of rebels <coughs> um because dave filoni wanted ahsoka back because he was so popular he decided that there was a thing in was star so wars because because she was so popular um <coughs> he decided that he needed to invent time travel and so 
Because the only oh, way what? Ahsoka could possibly have survived that moment with Vader is if someone travelled back in time and saved her. That's the only way what? that it could happen, right? Well, Obi-Wan so, survived the fight with Vader. Why could she well, not have just well, yeah, but, the same way? Well, yeah, but thankfully the writers... She she goes, I'm just going to walk away. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Anakin. I'm sorry. And they just walks You are truly off. lost. But goodbye, I'm not going to kill you. Goodbye. <laughs> I'll let you kill everyone oh first. <laughs> like it, like literally, like you know, the blood of all the people from Alderaan are on his hands. To be honest, they, they are. They are. Um, but <coughs> yeah, so so Dave Filoni was like, right, how can we bring Ahsoka back? Well, she obviously died there, so the only thing we could do is invent time travel. So they decided that by using the Force, you can go to this dimension called the Realm Between, and it's a door. It has doorways to every moment in all of history. And so Ezra finds the doorway that leads to Vader fighting Ahsoka and pulls her out and saves her. That's fucking stupid. That's I mean, mental. It, that's mental, isn't it? <laughs> that's 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 real and happened. Oh my god, that's like some Doctor Who like Clara saving the Doctor in every timeline situation, like where it's just the most stupid fucking writing ever. What is that? I know that? it's terrible and it completely undercuts <laughs> the emotional weight of that moment does she too. Question like, it or does she just go, "Ah, oh, thanks for that." I don't remember. She's like, I'm about to fucking die. You just (laughs) saved me. Thank you so much. Like, in that moment as well, would she not be, like, upset? Like, I wanted to stay there with Anakin. That I, ch- I made that choice. Ezra was like, nah, we need a fucking solo show. <laughs> we need Ahsoka about? to have a solo show and to make John cameos Favre in The Mandalorian. wants to write more fucking TV series. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, Dave Filoni is the worst thing to happen to Star Wars. Oh, I, God. Is, is he the one that wrote The Mandalorian, not, not John yes, Favreau? Yes, John Favreau directed it. Oh, he's the director. Okay. Um... But yeah, John Favreau and Dave Filoni together are the worst thing to happen to Star Wars. They are and it, a fucking horrible duo of men. <laughs> and it, it sucks because Dave Filoni is the one behind Clone Wars. Like he's behind some of the best oh. Star Wars, and then they just let him keep going. <laughs> he just ended yeah. up making more bad shit. It just yeah. like oh man, it's like I think I think Dave Filoni he believes like well, you know he he buys into the hype behind his characters. And he's yeah. like, oh, we need to do more with these characters because it makes people cheer at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. And it's like... Make ah. something new, please. Oh, man. Maybe I'll Fuck watch it. it. Or maybe I won't. I don't have much interest in Star Wars these days. <clears throat> yeah. It's uh, the best stuff in Star Wars. Clone is... Wars. People said that was the greatest thing since fucking sliced bread and I couldn't even finish it. Clone Wars is good. So a lot I... of it is boring. There is a lot of... It is boring. Yeah, I mean, the first two seasons... I was rough. on season four and there was still really? boring shit. Season four is yes. good though. Well, there was the stuff with like the what the fucking weird witches on that planet. Oh, on Dathomir, yeah, the Night yeah. Sisters. Yeah, and the I episode, love that. Arc. What was the episode with the two brothers? Like the light and dark, and there's like Anakin sees I mean, a vision Mortis. of the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mortis. And he yeah. turns to the dark oh, side. That's immediately. so good. I like that's that. So shit. good. That is that, so good. That shit is really good. Yeah, I like. There is that some one great a lot. stuff in Clone Wars, but people do not mention the boring yeah. bollocks where they're just standing on a ship on the bridge going hmm how do we take out this these droids so like, yeah, I don't like you have, fucking care you have like an entire arc about that one uh, separatist leader who's a big spider do you remember him oh I don't even fucking know oh, maybe. well he's the greatest know. character of all time I needed six episodes about him or that's like what I needed a three parts episode dedicated to we're on a planet and there's a civilization that doesn't want to help <laughs> us in the war but the separatists are now harassing them so we have to save them 
so fun. <laughs> There's at least twelve of those, isn't it's there? It's shit. It's fucking shit. I and you got it. like a four part arc about Jar Jar Binks pretending to be a Jedi. <laughs> that episode was yeah. more fun than the episodes where it's about saving some shit fucking planet that I don't give a shit about. Like, we're on an ice planet now, and there's these really primitive guys, but it's, but they're good. We, they're good, we save them, and there's a woman that translates them. About. The ice planet, and there's those yetis that live on it, and they're, like, fucking oh. smashing shit about. And then the fucking yeah. separatists come over, and they're like, you better fucking give us this planet, and they're like, no. And they're like, yeah. well, we're gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean there are definitely some good stuff like i like all the stuff There's with uh, ventress and yeah ventress is great like when dooku betrays her and shit like that the yeah thing that's is, a with great those episodes that are about politics and about the war there's really good stuff inter- intertwined with it but there's also a lot of stuff that i don't care about yeah maybe that's i think there's me a... being impatient though I, I don't know i feel like there's a lot of moments where they they do some like interesting political stuff and then they go uh but we can't do too much politics because it's a kid's show so let's go fight some droids for a bit yeah but and then it's even like sometimes mm... the politics is boring like the fucking episode where padme seduces that guy and they have to get that fucking like anakin's being cucked for the entire episode oh, like, oh yeah, I'm yeah, fucking yeah yeah jealous yeah. now i'm fucking jealous even though it's just a normal mission she doesn't care about the man whatsoever and then he gets all angry and it's like, oh, just fuck well, off. How else are they going to foreshadow that he's Darth Vader? <laughs> yeah. I don't know well, if you know this. I don't know if you know this, but Anakin Skywalker <laughs> from Star Wars is Darth Vader. Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's dad? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> spoilers, man. That's fucking spoilers. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Star Wars yeah. is funny. Maybe I didn't. Maybe the later seasons of Clone Wars are way more streamlined and better. That's what it seems to be. That The further you get towards the end, it just they definitely becomes are. like banger after banger. Did you um, even watch? Did you even get to the Darth Maul stuff? Darth Maul's weird brother was in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was all right, I guess. Um, but Darth Maul. Savage Press. Yeah, he wasn't really in it that much at the point that I was at. I was looking forward to it, but I was just like, "Fuck it now." You should now just go Duke watch that. Arc. Going to visit the fucking witches on that fucking planet, and I don't give a shit about them. I, oh, I, I like the Night Sisters. They're all right. They're okay. But I guess because what I watched from it was just the weird, like, trial they did with that dude. And it's like, we're going to make the perfect Sith for you, Count Dooku. He's gonna oh, yeah, that's where they cool make him bodyguard. the bodyguard. And then, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but it's like, it's, he's but basically then, just more. That's where at the end of that episode, when he gets betrayed or, like, he, he he's, like has to leave or whatever, he goes back to the he goes back to the uh, Mother Towers and he's like, oh, bloody, what do I do now? And she's like, oh, you got to go find your brother. He's somewhere. I actually he, think that was actually the last episode i watched ah oh, you're very close <coughs> to the very close to the Morlock. yeah you should just go watch them oh i don't know end of season know. four last four episodes of season four. Oh, i just know there's gonna be some bollocks in there i watched watch them last some night they're good episodes some shit bounty hunter attacking coruscant or some bullshit. oh may- okay maybe watch the last three episodes of season <coughs> four um <laughs> oh god <laughs> there, there is one bounty hunter episode <laughs> so another bounty hunters infiltrated the jedi temple and he's stolen the holocron it's done it again oh man no but it's but it's boba fett he's <laughs> oh, it's yeah, about it's about boba character. fett he's he's a teenager in it and he's got a terrible boba voice fett. actor does he not have the armor no 
So what's the point? It's the only cool oh, part. Oh, so now you want Fett. cameos. Now you want things you recognise, well, don't no, you? Yeah, because Boba Fett's shit. I don't give a shit about him when he's a kid or when he's in fucking Book of Boba Fett. I don't give a shit about oh, him. Man. Because as I said, I know that he dies in the Sarlacc pit because Han Solo is blind and Nobody comes with back. Bowl. Comes Does back he? and he's a, good, he's a good guy. Yeah, in oh, the Book, Book of Boba, Boba Fett. Fett set after. Yeah, yeah, they bring him back oh. to life. He, cr- he crawls out the Sarlacc pit and he's like, Of oh, course they brought right, him Right, I, I think I'm a good guy now. Oh, like, that yeah, Sarlacc okay. pit was fucking horrible. I don't want that to happen again. <laughs> I'm a good guy now. Because that was fucked. Oh, man. <clears throat> Star Wars. Star Wars was so um, fucking long. Jesus I mean, Christ. one thing to talk about, to wrap up the Star Wars talk, one of the things that I've seen on Twitter people that have been debated a lot is whether Cal Kestis should be in a live-action nope. show. Nope. Um, which, I yeah, I agree. as well. Absolutely not. Um, and the reason is not because I don't think he deserves it or anything. He does. He really does. But, but it's because it would... Why would you? Yeah. Like, why? He's already got an ongoing story currently happening. And I assume when they wrap up his trilogy, which I assume is going to happen, it's going to be a trilogy, there's not going to yeah. be a need to have him in anything else. No. He needs to either be dead or... There's a resolution. He needs to be somewhere far away. Because... <clears throat> yeah. why? Because... Because the way that Cal's going in Jedi Survivor, why wouldn't he be in the New Hope? Like, why wouldn't he be in Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, yeah. Like, there needs to be a reason why. And it's because yeah, of the know. droid attack on the Wookiees. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if you're if you're telling a story about Cal, and yeah, there's there's stories you could tell. Sure, there are stories you could tell between Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. There is probably stuff he did that you could tell stories about. But what's the point? Yeah. Like, if they if they didn't feel the need to tell those stories as a part of the game, if they didn't feel they were important to his character arc, then they don't need to be told. Look, you're just do, you're doing it for the sake of it. Star not Wars because fans it's necessary. want TV shows, autobiographies for their favourite characters. They do, that's what they TV want. Shows. That's what they want. Yeah. Every single moment of their lives, they're like, but there's a gap here in the fucking history of this character. I need more. <laughs> there's stories to tell there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do you know what makes the stories line. good? The stories are good because you don't know every fucking inch of their life. That's what makes yeah. a story good. And because because you don't know everything. Parts of this character's life, like they yes. did, they did something significant during this period, and what they were doing in between wasn't really that significant. That's if why the everything story's being told, like if everything they've ever done is significant, it makes everything insignificant because it it becomes boring. Like it becomes a bunch of random adventures at that point. Yeah, it's like they did it. They like during the Clone Wars. Yeah, it makes sense. They probably were doing something exciting every day. That is true. But like during other periods, like it just doesn't like you know like there doesn't need to be something for every. Just <clears throat> we don't need it all, right? We don't need it all. Yeah, I don't need like to see the... what Obi Wan is doing. <clears throat> I wish we hadn't. <laughs> I just. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was just heavily implied by A New Hope, which it was, um, yeah. and we just never saw it, and we never it was, saw it because I didn't need to see it. Really well done in A New Hope. It was just like I yeah. can just assume that he's knocking about on Tatooine. I don't know, meditating every now and then, doing shit in his cave, or like ingratiating himself in the nearby towns. Or, yeah, seeing know, it was so much worse. It was like it was Obi-Wan so much cutting worse. Up meat. <laughs> 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 oh my god and then the guy his boss is like bullying one of the other guys and Obi-Wan like... looks at him with so much shock on his face and I'm yeah. like dude you've worked here for years this has never had you're just learning now that your boss is a dickhead like, like bloody hell <laughs> oh god and he goes you fucking cunt you're not getting any quarter portions from me 
Oh my god. But yeah, Cameron Monaghan. Monaghan, yeah, he said that he doesn't think that Cal should be in a TV show. Yeah. And that yeah. the writers of Fallen Order also agree, and that everyone yeah, working yeah. on it is on the same page. Yeah, he said that they have like Cal's timeline and story is very sacred to them, and they yeah. they 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 don't want to go outside of that, which that I think is, is cool. great. Is that is cool. great to hear that you know people give a shit about the integrity of their story and don't just want to cash in on as Super many cameos rare. as possible. Super fucking it is rare. very rare. <laughs> it is very rare. Nobody has fucking integrity in this industry anymore. Honestly. They just they do not care. And it's like fair enough, I guess. But at the same time, like it ruins stuff. Yeah. Have a lot have a lot of respect a Cal for them. TV series that was shit. Oh. It would ruin those games for you. You'd be like I don't want to play these anymore. Yeah. This fucking show sucks. Imagine he was just like totally out of character <clears throat> between, you know, the first and second game and you've got this story about him and his mates and you have got fucking live action Grease and like it's just horrible. Who's it's that? just a mess. Grease? Is that Grease Club is... Shito's brother? <laughs> Grease is the pilot of your ship in the game. Oh, okay, okay. I haven't played him so I don't know. If, um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's. I think people just for, like people just forget that stories are like the way they are for a reason. It's hard to explain. Like, if if what if like what Cal was doing outside of the games wasn't important to the games, then it's not important. Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. It's not a story you need to tell. Otherwise, they would have told you it in the games. Yeah, and it's like just let the, him have his little run. We don't need to see everything they did. Like, yeah, maybe there is something that Cal did, like during the Clone Wars, as a Padawan that was was a thing, like significant, yeah, maybe. But we yeah. don't need to see it, like we no. do, because that's not the story being told. Like, it's important to know that he was a Jedi during the Clone Wars. It's important to know that his master died. It's important <coughs> to know that there are things he did between the first game and the second game. But we don't mm. need to know what those things are. Like, that's not what's important, right? And it's. Mm-hmm. It's that's how it is for like you know how you should tell stories. Certain things are incidental; they're not an opportunity to do a spin-off. Like you know, you learn about in, for example, in the Phantom Menace. You know, terrible film, but mm-hmm. the way Qui Gon is used isn't to go. Oh, we could have like seven films about Qui Gon before the Phantom There's Menace. There's probably fans that want that. There's probably fans. There that probably are. are. Oh, Qui Gon should get his own trilogy, and we can see how he goes from a Padawan to a knight oh, to a master. That'd be so god. cool. And how he gets his green lightsaber. Oh my god, that'd be sick. And then the final scene could be him meeting Obi Wan for the first time in the last film, oh, and it'd be Jesus. linking to Phantom Menace perfectly. And then I can watch Phantom Menace straight afterwards, and it would be so cool. Oh my god, that's what Star Wars fans well, want. Like, People, people, it's those people just, I, they, 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 I think they see <clears throat> Star Wars as a real universe that exists and yeah. it has to exist like a real universe does yeah. where yeah. everyone has a life and you get to observe their life. But like, that's not what storytelling is. No. Like Qui-Gon exists because he's a character that is used to bolster Obi-Wan and push him into the the character arc that's actually important to the story of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the point of Qui-Gon. What he did before <laughs> The Phantom Menace doesn't matter. It doesn't None matter. of it matters. Because the way that he is, the person that he is, the point of that is to play into Obi-Wan and then to play into his relationship with Anakin. That's the Qui- point. Qui-Gon is cooler not knowing what he did anyway, because it's like he's a you know decorated Jedi master. You can imagine, you know, he had his fair share of run-ins with Sith and whatnot, and he's probably had his fair share of battles. I don't need to see him. The, it, he's characterized in a way that you know that's what he's done. Yeah, 
I don't need to fucking watch him fight some random nondescript Sith in a movie. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they couldn't even do that. I think, and I think that's why they haven't, is because the Phantom Menace solidifies that the first Sith they ever encounter for a very oh. long time is so Darth he never Maul. he never encountered a Sith in his time no. as a Jedi. Oh well, shit, Darth Maul. But yeah, well yeah, but like before, because they're yeah. like because they see the Sith as like this ancient thing that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, and so yeah. when Darth Maul shows up, they're like, wait, what the fuck? It's a Sith. Fucking Sith, yeah. So and the then that's when they're like doing then <laughs> uh well he was just a jedi like just hanging about just, yeah knocking about dealing peace. with like trade disputes i guess yeah like killing well actually people. i just thinking about it i just realized qui-gon is in tales of the jedi because there is which is a <coughs> bunch of stories and he's oh, in like two of the episodes the animated with thing. um yeah um which it, it wasn't bad um it was quite good i enjoyed parts of it did Ahsoka um, get an episode that was shit? Ahsoka got three episodes. Three. Um, fucking milk. Because Dave Ahsoka Filoni, Dave Filoni loves Ahsoka so fucking much. Yeah. He can't I mean, let her go. I can see why, because everyone loves Ahsoka. But yeah, I mean, I guess when we, you've created a character like that, it's hard. To, it'd be hard to let go of them. We literally um, got to see like there's an episode <laughs> where she's born. And then you see her as a kid, like they're literally mapping out her whole life. And she goes and she gets like kidnapped by a tiger. And she live, she's in the wilderness with this tiger and she touches its nose. And then the tiger brings her back to the village. And then the village elder goes, Jedi. She's the force. Oh. And then she, that's, and then she becomes a Jedi. And then see, this is why I love you know, Luke Skywalker so much. He just has three movies. He's in, well, technically four, I guess. He's in the Last Jedi, and there's no more of him. It's just so nice. Yeah, you know they don't and have he's... Luke. Oh well, fuck! He is in fucking Book of Boba. Fett. Oh, he's also in. He's also in the Mandalorian, oh, and he's no. also he's also in the Rise of Skywalker as a ghost as well. Oh, they're fucking Luke Skywalker as well, and he is, is in Obi Wan um, as a kid. As a kid, um, ah, and he's in Battlefront Two as well. Character. Okay, maybe Han Solo. Han Solo is like the one untouched character in the entire front. I guess he's got his own movie. He got a prequel movie. He did get a prequel no. movie. Yeah. Uh, Leia. Princess Leia. Leia. Leia's the only character yeah. I mean, in Star she's in, Wars. I mean, she's, she's in, in the sequels Rogue and one. she's in Rogue One. She is in Rebels, I believe. Is yes. she? Oh, God, she's in fucking Obi-Wan. Oh, no, she, literally none of them are. Yeah, she is also an Obi Wan. Yeah, fuck, none of them were untouched. Know, funny, funny uh, little fact for you. Did you know that kid recently that played Leia recently did an interview and she said that the Obi Wan show made no sense. Well, yeah, it doesn't. Good, which is yeah, funny. Even a fucking she's, child. She's literally a child. She was like, parts that. of it, parts of it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm like, the yeah. Scene where she's running away from trained bounty hunters and she goes under a, a, a <laughs> branch and the, the 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 grown adult can't duck down to get underneath it. <laughs> God, you man, could, that show was you so You could have made that scene, like, so much better, but Leia runs off, and the other bounty hunter that's, like, standing next to her just sort of stands there, and then as she's running off, she just runs into another one. And that's, like, the reason why they didn't give chase is because there's more of them around, and it's like, okay, we've got you. Yeah. It's like, why did you have to have a chase scene? Is it, like, so to show, weird. like, oh, Leia's so fucking resourceful, she can it's run through It's to show that she's smart and, like, strong and can she hold do anything her own. smart, though. Yeah, but, but it was you done show so that badly. in so many other ways in the show. Yeah, you like, can. You don't you can. need to do it with a chase scene through the fucking forest. Yeah. Shit film, a shit TV show. And like as well, like characters don't have to be like that their whole life. Like no. there's nothing there's nothing wrong with her being vulnerable as an <clears throat> eight year old. 
she can be like (laughs) you could show that maybe she's got a bit of wit or something maybe but like and that was shown pretty well actually i liked this some of the scenes of leia where she's sort of a little bit sassy yeah and i think i think i think the actress does a great job with with what she's got like she was actually she was really good yeah um considering she's an actual child yeah and also like I don't think that the that Jake Lloyd, who played Anakin in The Phantom Menace, was even that bad. I don't know why people used to give him shit. He was just a kid. He was, like, bullied into drug abuse, and he's, like, oh, in yeah. prison or I mean, something. He, he was bullied in school for being the lead character in a Star Wars film. That shows how ludicrous being in school is. Yeah. You can yeah. be the lead character in one of the biggest films ever, and you get bullied for it. Yeah. Like, what? And he wasn't <laughs> even bad. Like, no, he acted he like a of... kid. Yeah, like I and don't it's know. Just sort of cringe. There's some moments like there's some moments you know where he says like let's try spinning. That's a good trick, you know. It's a great and moment. It's like that doesn't make sense. It's a good trick. It's not a good trick, is it? Spin it. <laughs> yeah, when has it spinning is. ever been a good trick? That makes no sense. <laughs> that's a... but that's not his fault. That's fucking right. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but you know, yeah, it's uh, yeah. George, George Lucas really stitched him up. I think. He did. He, he actually planned it so that he would yeah. get bullied. That's maybe, maybe, wanted. maybe Jake Lloyd like bullied George Lucas's son, yeah. and so he just was like, "Do you want to part in Star Wars?" And just wrote it in a way yeah. that he's getting bullied. And, and then... he was like, "Yes." Now he's gonna fucking live a life of addiction. <laughs> yeah. And Ahmed Best was like, I don't know. I don't know who like that he, is. The guy who plays Jar Jar Binks. He. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. He was like, I don't maybe. Like maybe one day he. Uh, you know, before he was an actor, maybe he was a delivery man, and he. he you know, maybe through George Lucas's parcel over the, his yeah, fence, yeah, yeah. and it was it was fragile, and it got damaged, and he thought, right, that's it, you get so your movie Jar Jar Binks. Oh god, Jesus fucking, fucking Star Wars! I cannot believe fucking... we talked about Star Wars for that long. But half an hour, I think. I also can't believe that I'm never going to let him forget it. That me and Tyler did a whole podcast where he tried to defend Obi Wan for the whole podcast. That was the most mental thing we've ever done. Well, I guess that's like how... He was on some coping. It's like, it's like the Valhalla spoiler cast where he was doing the opposite, where he we were defending it and he was saying it was shit. Yeah, like this, I guess. We all have our... The thing we all is, have blind spots. Yeah, and my, yeah, a lot of people's blind spot is Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think, that, to me, that's why I was so mad. Because I love Ewan yeah. McGregor as Obi-Wan, and they made it bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That doesn't mean there's not isolated moments that I like in that show, but... I don't think I can, there's one I moment mainly, I like in that show. I can mainly only remember um, the the shit parts like the first fight with vader as well specifically oh is God. pathetic shouldn't shouldn't have had him fight vader at all oh man it was it was yeah fucking hell shouldn't have shouldn't have made an obi-wan show oh <laughs> jesus fucking christ or maybe done like the movie they were gonna do i would have had that yeah maybe oh God, i don't even care i don't actually even care that much yeah, I think I think for me, like the things that I love most about Star Wars these days are definitely the Star Wars Jedi games, and Andor's been really good. So I'm like, yeah. just do new stories, yeah. like create a new character somewhere off in the Star Wars galaxy, and tell a story about him. You could do such cool things. Oh, <clears throat> reminded me actually. Speaking about Star Wars and that stuff, mm-hmm. um, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy was heavily inspired by Star Wars. I watched Guardians yeah. three the other day. Oh. Oh, and it yeah. was a fucking banger. 
so good so amazing i love so fucking good it's up there with i mean it's up there with one of my favorite mcu films i think which is uh I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Oh, what are my top it's up three? There I don't with know. One of my favorite MCU. Films. Well, it's one of it's, name well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like it's one of my favorites. I think. My, oh, I, yeah, I'd say it's, my. It's, it's I'd say there. my top three are probably Winter Soldier, Endgame, and Guardians Three. Maybe. Yeah. That's my top probably, three. Probably agree. They're they're just the Guardians trilogy is just so good. It's just brilliant. Yeah. I love those they're very characters. very good. Um, I love the way it ended. Mm-hmm. And the post credit scene... Well, the post credit scene obviously is insinuating more Guardian stuff but with a new team, obviously, with Rocket as the leader, which I'm probably mm-hmm. not going to watch. I don't know. Maybe I will. Um, but, like, the way in that post credit scene, uh, the song from the very beginning of Guardians 1 is playing. Yeah. Bit, it's really good. Yeah. Very good. Just, like, these nice endings to the arcs of the characters, like Mantis going her own way and, you know, Nebula um, oh, becoming man. the leader of whatever their home it's cool i don't remember what it is what it's called yeah um, and you got like drax drax <clears throat> getting to be a father again yeah you know, with all these kids oh. like my god they did these characters so much fucking justice like especially with drax had a lot of heart in guardians right and i, I found it very odd because preparing for guardians 3 i decided to watch guardians 1 2 infinity war and endgame mm-hmm. and it's odd how out of character the guardians feel in those avengers movies. In the avengers films yeah they do it's very strange and jarring when you watch them back to back and yeah. to see them back in character you know under james gunn you know the, what way did with drax was so good like they have yeah. all these little isolated moments of where like nebula has a go at drax and like then you've got this moment where like you know he comes in useful and it shows like you know through all these films like he's a dumb idiot like doing all these like you know fighting all these people and always fucking up and then the one time he gets it right is when he's just like you know being caring to a bunch of kids and yeah, it's like fuck it's a yeah beautiful moment it's yeah, so it's good really understanding the way he was characterized in those films um yeah oh, james gunn's just brilliant uh, yeah he's fucking you great know, he's, he's just great and it confuses me as to why all the DC fans are so upset that he's, you know, now at the helm. It's like you guys are in fucking good hands. You've yeah, got you're, you're about Gunn. to, you're about to like probably beat Marvel. Honestly, <clears throat> yeah. Marvel is going down the shitter. DC is. is about to be on the, you know, the come up now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's wild that people are so upset. Like, and I think probably a majority of people aren't, but on Twitter you tend to see the the people that, you know. People that are like crying and having breakdowns, like I can't believe Warner Brothers betrayed Henry Cavill. He's been through enough. <laughs> He's been through enough. It's like fuck <laughs> off. He's a fucking Hollywood actor that's paid millions. He's not upset. He's fine. Yeah, don't worry right. about henry cavill's feelings yeah like oh god i'm so sad we didn't get another shit fucking snyder film i can't believe they've got a good director to make these movies what the fuck dc's supposed snyder to be was bad harassed. he was harassed out of the role <laughs> oh my god snyder fans are the worst honestly fucking the worst babies, dude i swear to god. i hate them so much and it's like it's not even just their deep obsession it's their deep obsession with like really bad stuff yeah, like I think that's what doubly makes it more frustrating to see them is how much they're willing to die on a hill of some of the worst movies ever made. Like it's mental. <laughs> it's fucking mental. See the only like the hill you're gonna die on is fucking Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Literally go outside. Yeah. Go outside and touch some fucking grass. What the fuck? Batman Watch any other movie ever Superman. made. Any movie. What are you doing? 
Yeah. Fuck it out. It's, it's really mental. Like, it's really gritty. It's a new gritty take on the DC universe where actually Batman lost hope in Batman and he started killing people. And it's so cool because Zack Snyder actually acknowledges that. And it's actually really cool because he actually lost hope in being Batman because the world's so fucking <laughs> dark and shit. <laughs> and then he learns once again to not kill oh, people because he learns as a fully grown man that killing people is bad. That's Batman's oh, character man. arc. He learns killing people is bad. Oh, Fuck man. me. We Fuck don't even, we me. Don't, we don't even get to see the descent into that mindset at no, all anyway. He's just like, there. But it's okay. He just, we can understand like why. That. Because the color grading is off. Therefore, it's yeah, bad true. world. <laughs> true. So true. Batman oh, vs. Superman God. was so shit. I so fucking, hated fucking it. bad. It made me feel sick when I was watching it. And I'm not even I, like a huge fan of like Batman. Or, like, I like Batman, but I like the games, really. I don't really engage with much other Batman content. But, like, it made me feel sick while watching it. It was a fucking shit film. Yeah, it's genuinely terrible. <clears throat> and I love. I also love how in the movie, like, you have this moment, the, the, the moment that everyone says is a poignant moment where, you know, the, the Martha moment. And after that, and he comes to terms with it. people like, actually say he, that's a poignant moment? Uh, well, yeah, people love it. <laughs> well, fucking hell. You know. I mean, normal people don't, like, normal people, like, most people think this movie's bad. Like, yeah, I've never yeah, spoke yeah. to a person in real life ever yeah, that thinks yeah. Batman versus Superman is good. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't, they only exist on Twitter and when I meet meet up with Eddie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then after that Eddie's moment, coping. which is the character moment where he realizes that, like, killing is bad, he he takes the Batmobile and smashes it through a bunch of guys and blows them up. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> who made this? It's so fucking well, also, bad. I mean, in the fucking Justice League movie, when he's talking to the Joker and the Joker's just <laughs> fucking around with him and he goes, I will fucking kill <laughs> <laughs> that moment, man, that fucking moment it's is like so fucking funny. Dead He's like, I will kill you. Make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Batman doesn't need to be dropping the F bomb. Who wrote that, man? Who the fuck wrote that? A fucking fifteen year old boy wrote that. I'm just oh convinced. god, that's Those genuinely movies so are made funny. For men who their brains haven't grown out of being like an adolescent. <laughs> it's so fucking funny dude oh my goodness and then you've got obviously matt reeves batman comes in and saves the day i haven't actually watched it yet oh you've never oh my god you gotta say it that movie is the batman film i've watched the intro though uh the intro is great the intro scene where it's like the riddler beating that man over the head in his apartment and then it shows batman coming out of like the subway out of the darkness it's like he's like i am vengeance it's just fucking cool, and that's oh, what Batman man. should be cool it and is not fucking such, annoying. It is such a good movie. Like it just the whole movie just indulges <clears> in what makes Batman such an interesting character. Yeah, there's just there's so much to it. Like the whole character arc he goes on, and the, like the, the the lessons he learns, and like mm-hmm. oh my god, and the, just the cinematography too. Like it's a gorgeous film. Oh yeah, I've seen plenty of shots from that film. It does look fucking insane. Yeah, it's it's, it's so rare that good. you get a film these days that looks like a film, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's hard it's hard to say because it's like obviously what does a film look like, but like when you know that there's been a lot of there's there's always a lot of thought put into cinematography, but it feels like it's more premium if that makes sense. The way yeah, it's shot. like like the way that it's filmed and like yeah. what it's been filmed with and the yeah. lighting and the use of like the effects just the way it all comes together to tell one singular story and get across one feeling as well yeah 
Whereas, like, you look at Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, and it's like <laughs> just not even, not even similar, not even it's... on the same in the same league of like filmmaking. Like, it's be a fucking just... animated film. Like, honestly, it's it's <sighs> mental. You got Modok and his big fucking face. Yeah, fucking hell. Get out of here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, well, I did actually have one topic, because we've not actually done any of the topics. We've kind of just talked about a bunch of stuff, and that's that fine. That's what we that do. That is it. very true. Yeah, that's what uh, we do. But I, I did have one topic, mm. um, which was... Have you seen iDubbbz' new video? I haven't seen it, but I've, I've I've heard a lot about it. I don't know the have you seen the discourse? talking about. Yeah, yeah I, I have. What are your thoughts? I think people are fucking crying in for no reason yeah people are getting it's... mad at him for wanting to be a better person classic twitter it's really weird if you're a cunt and you're and you're a kind of bad person who does bad things people hate you if you try and change and better yourself people hate you even more they say you haven't really changed you don't yeah. mean it or they say like... that you don't deserve to change because you've already done bad things therefore yeah, it's like you too don't late. deserve the second chance yeah it's, it's like mental. fuck off it's like yeah. fuck off yeah, i commend him for Apologising to Tanamongu and that because it's it was weird what he did. It was fucking yeah, it weird was. going to a convention, harassing her in real life, and then also making everyone in that room at that point uncomfortable. And then like convincing people that he was right too. Yeah, because like yeah. I remember at the time, like you know, it's you know, it's not completely on him. Like I like there obviously were people at the time that acknowledged that it was weird. But for mm. me, I remember being like, "Nah, it's so fucking cool. He yeah. fucking got her." Yeah. Like yeah. it's like no. Nah. It's not. I wasn't cool. Like, I wasn't get cool. It. It was like, weird. Fair enough, Tanamongu wasn't a good person herself, but, like, he shouldn't have also done didn't that. Didn't deserve that, no. Also, I think it... I do think it's a little bit silly unlisting all the content cops. You think so? I do. I do. I think he should have left them up, but... I understand why, why you'd want to, because I like watching them, that's why, maybe. Oh. I like well, you can, still, you can still watch them. They're I just, unlisted, I they're I not think private. content cop is, like, a huge part of his legacy on the platform and they're good videos like why why would you want to take them down i think i think like i think i can respect why he did it I because it shows why. his commitment to what he's saying mm, is that yeah. he just genuinely doesn't believe what he did back then was positive in any way and he wants yeah. it gone he's like no mm-hmm. one should be watching this no one should be looking up to this this is bad stuff i don't want it to be part of my legacy like yeah. it always will enough. be it is fair but enough. yeah you know there's that element of you know he wants to to sort of you know put it put it away and be like this is not like yeah. i don't endorse this or condone i totally this. understand why he would want to but I, I don't think he should have but that's just my perspective on it <clears throat> yeah i don't know i think i get it i'm i'm like i think it makes sense like i think it almost would have been weirder if he makes this apology video but then leaves him up and he's making money off of them and like they're still there and it's like so do you just mean what you said them. like well, yeah i don't know just because someone's making money off content they made like five years ago doesn't mean that their apology holds less weight. Yeah, but I suppose when the content is what it was, like a lot of it is reinforcing the idea that you can say slurs if you want. Uh, does he use like, slurs in the content cop videos? I don't, I don't think he did. Well, he did in the he did in the in the Tanner one. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's what the true. whole video is about. Like yeah. he, the whole thing is about like he says in it like either all of it's okay or none of it's okay. That is true. Which is a, not a great sentiment, but I believe that for a long time too. Like oh, is I that remember what he's thinking about that when he's talking about certain slurs. 
Yeah, where he's like, everyone should be able to say the N-word, or everyone can say nothing. I'm like, "Ah, that doesn't make sense. I I, I think that people shouldn't be able to say slurs. People just shouldn't say any slurs. I do think there's an argument to be made in the sense that, obviously, (laughs) certain types of racism are seen as not as severe, but that's that's almost a different point than what he was making um yeah and i I think there's i mean there's a reason why we view it the way that we do like there just is a reason why we like you look at i mean you know racism against black people is most people would see subconsciously the worst kind of racism i I don't see it like that i see if you have a prejudice against anyone of of any no 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 i agree i agree like like objectively it's like treated I with more with... reverence and it, and it shouldn't be that's the thing it, it i think it, it is it is treated with more reverence i agree but it shouldn't be i think the main reason for that though is probably because of the amount of slavery with that involved the black that is community true. and it was very recent as well it so was very people, recent when as you well, bring up yeah. slavery some people bring up the argument as yeah but every race has been enslaved at some point and while that is true it's still very recent that that you know happened yeah like like you know europeans were enslaved <clears throat> by people but that was so many years ago yeah. like it was so long ago that's not relevant like i can't claim offense or yeah, like yeah you know and that that's the thing like if you're racist against me that does it's never going to offend me oh, like yeah. i'm never going to be offended by someone being racist against white well, unless people. if i was in like a majority say if we went to a country that was like i don't know asia somewhere and there was yeah. people treating you differently because you were the outlier white person. I would, yeah, be, yeah, yeah. I would be offended by that. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe. That's fine that, to be yeah. offended by that. Like we're not. There's this weird thing going around on Twitter where it's like because you're white, therefore you're not allowed to be offended by racial prejudice that other people have against you. I think it's wrong. I do think it's wrong. I don't think I should be looking for things to be offended by and going, "Oh, you're being racist to me." But if I think, if... like you said, though, it does depend on where you are. Like, if I'm in the UK, where mm. I live now, where most people around me are mm-hmm. like usually white, yeah. and then someone says a white slur at me, I'm gonna be like, mm. I don't care. Like, it, it's not gonna affect yeah. me. Yeah. But like you said, if I if I went to like South Korea, I don't know if they're racist, but like say <laughs> yeah, I went there, yeah. where like you know everyone is, you know everyone's Korean mostly. And if people treated me differently, I, yeah, it would, because you would be isolated. You'd feel yeah. quite isolated, so that would affect you that way. I just don't think we should get comfortable with being like, oh, white white people can't be offended by anything we say because their ancestors are bad. Because after a few generations, it will just be like, people just hate white people, and it will just be the same thing again. Um, Maybe a little bit different, way, way different, but it'll be there'll be prejudice there where there doesn't need to be. Um, yeah, I think, and I mean, anyway. I think in, in regular life... Like nobody is prejudiced. Like I don't. No. I've never. I've never met someone that genuinely hates white people based no, on their skin no. color. I've never there, met there, there anyone. Are that definitely thinks people that. that do, but it's it, it isn't something that all the, all the people like black people, Asian people, and whatnot that I've met, they don't hate white people. They just are upset that they're being oppressed, and the people that are oppressing them are white people. Like you know, yeah. they don't hate every white person. It's pretty rare you'll find someone that that actually feels that way. Yeah, um, and if they do, it's probably because of conditioning from living in in the Western world, where they have all, all the racism they've experienced is from white people. Yeah. You know? uh, so yeah. God damn! How are we talk about racism? Talking about items. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I dub. 
Fair enough. Yeah. You do you, man. I don't yeah. care. What I think you it, do. I think it's crazy the amount of people that are like against him for one reason or another in the situation. Yeah. People like, should... people like, oh, Idubs became a bitch. Like, no, man. Just because he's not bullying people on the internet anymore doesn't yeah. mean that he's a bitch. Like, you know? If this people is what we consider, be... like, becoming a bitch and not being... A... Like, he's being a man, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think like, people are also just upset at him for, for being fine with his girl having an OnlyFans and making porn on it. Yeah. People are also upset at him for that. Who the fuck cares, man? Who the so fuck I don't cares? Care. That is the boundaries think... of their relationship. That's and I think pe- it's, it's people that project, project themselves onto these you know people online these celebrities these you know creators they 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 if so if the creator does something they're like what the fuck that doesn't reinforce the way i view the world and you were the you were like the marker that i you know aspired to and now you've changed and it's like what the fuck i can't admit that i'm wrong so you're wrong yeah maybe just had a little bit of introspection because it seems like you know idubs has had a fair amount of introspection you know yeah yeah definitely and it's take like you know it's taken him a while to get there and also like you see in the video he uses uh podcast clips from like just six months ago where mm-hmm. his opinion is slightly different and mm-hmm. he's like look you can see how this like process evolves like it yeah. does take a bit like it does it's not just like a you know just flip a switch it takes a while of thinking and considering and yeah eventually you figure out like i'm thinking about myself like you know i i consider my you know worst years to be 2016 2017 mm-hmm. but Honestly, I was probably that way up until maybe mid-2019. Like, mm-hmm. it, it took a while to fully get out of my system. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even and even from, like, mid-2019 to now, I feel like I've changed drastically. Yeah, exactly. So, it's, you know, it's one of those things, as, although I do identify 2016-17 as, like, you know, the peak of it when I, when I was that Dark person. Years. Yeah. You know, it lasted for a lot longer than that because it takes a while to learn to be better and to figure it out and to try, you know, exactly. get out of that mindset. The so. whole part of being a human is fucking learning and changing behaviors and learning to live alongside other people in a more harmonious way. I don't think it's a bad thing to backtrack on your previous beliefs, but people hate backtracking. That's the thing. People mm-hmm. fucking hate. There's just some people that fucking hate it. It's like just be consistent. Just stand by your beliefs. And don't yeah. budge. And it's like, no. Learn from your beliefs that were wrong and change them yeah. so that you can live with alongside other people in a better way. Yeah. And I saw some tweets as well where someone was like, oh, if he was 15 at the time, I'd get it. You can change. But he was 27. Oh, yeah. Like, he should have known better. Like, yeah, like, yeah he should you have. Should be, you should be omnipotent by the time you're 20, like, 27. Like, That's how it works, isn't it? <laughs> like, maybe he should have known better. Maybe he well, should he have. Yeah, he for sure. Better. Yeah. But... That doesn't mean he can't change. You're saying you want him to be racist for the rest of his life instead of changing. Yeah, like, what's yeah. the alternative? Just shut the fuck up. Just because you're better than him. It doesn't fucking matter, man. Like, he changed for the better and has realized what he did was wrong and he's backtracking on it and he's, you know, correcting. You know, that's good. It's that's really, really good. good. Yeah, people need to be congratulated for do that sort of thing. So I, th- I think cancel culture, and I must hate the term cancel culture, needs to die out a little bit. Because people just don't want to give anyone second chances. Obviously, there's certain things that don't deserve second chances, but like also, if someone's try, if someone's trying to better themselves, at least be like, yeah, that's better than before. Yeah, be receptive. Instead of trying to, to act like it's somehow bad. Yeah, that doesn't it's, make it's any like, sense. And like, I get it. Like, obviously, there's some black people that probably won't want to forgive Idubs, and that's don't fine. forgive him. Don't like fine. that's fine. You don't have to. That is <clears> fine. Um, but I mean, most of the people I've seen talking about it are all white anyway. Mm, so, mm. you know, it's like these people that are saying like, 
oh, you're not, you haven't really changed, or you can't change, or, you know, you don't mean it. It's like, you don't know what he means. Like, yeah. you know, I just, you know, I think everyone should get everyone a chance. You should always be able to forgive people. Um, Especially if and... they seem particularly earnest in their desire to change. Like, I mean, that video seemed, I've seen clips from it, it seems pretty transparent. Like, it's not like him trying to get people back outside for the sake of his brand or doing it yeah. for a career reason. Like, he genuinely seems like he wants to change. I've seen that take as well. Like, he's clearly just doing it to, 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 to change the career so he's got more of an audience now so he can actually, you know, continue making content. It's like, fuck me. Why are that you makes looking no through sense. that lens? Yeah, because if, look at look he... at some of the biggest creators out there. Fuck it, look at Ben Shapiro. Look at Steven Crowder. Built empires off the back of being bigoted. Like, exactly. there's money to be made, man. There's like, if he wanted to keep to doing that, he absolutely could, and he could make a shit ton of money doing it. Like, he's not doing it. He's not doing it to try and get the favor of the leftists to no. like make more money. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. That's it's not so the play stupid. that I would do if I if I wanted to make money in either situation. I'd double down. Yeah, exactly. If all you wanted was money, <coughs> you would dub. You would just double down. Just keep yeah. going down that path. I'd make, make as like, much money as you can. Content cop, <laughs> and he's not exactly. doing that. Exactly. He hasn't made no. one in years. Yeah, it's it's crazy because those people are the same people that say, "Oh, go broke, go." go woke go broke and it's like wait so which one is it do you make more money by <laughs> yeah, being woke or do you true, make less money true. by being woke you fucking idiots yeah what the fuck are you talking say, about when they say go woke go broke they go they mean go woke i do something i don't like go broke i i won't buy it <laughs> that's basically what they're saying <laughs> yeah that makes sense it's just fucking stupid oh jesus christ fucking hell Right, that's that topic. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. Uh, we have been going for a while now. Um, way longer than I'd anticipated. Um, we we did have a dream. I don't know if you want to do the dream or we had a dream. We we we. You know what? One dream. I think we can do. Do we have Patreon topics? No, I forgot to put it up. That's okay. That's cool. Uh, what we should do is. So I apologize, everybody. This episode, yeah, sorry everyone, god damn, I guess, is that two weeks in a row? Oh no, yeah, last week we did some, didn't we? We did do one last week, yeah, yeah but we also, we did have a recommended that we pushed back, I think. That's okay, we could push it back again. And then let's and push the it back episode, again. <laughs> we will do uh, recommended and Patreon topics. Yes. In one. Sounds and good, we'll, right, we'll let's do... Let's do a dream do, now. Let's do a dream now, it's, it's from Kim. Fucking hell. Oh, do you want to read the dream? I will do it, it's going to take me 20 years to fucking... You know what? I'll get it up on my phone because my phone loads YouTube quicker than my PC does. Amazing. Horsey and Fox go into the comments. I'm pretty sure they posted it on our last two podcasts. It's a big one, isn't it? It's a decently sized one, yeah. It's a big one, right. I'll read it out. Dream. Alright, so this is quite the strange dream I have to tell. I excuse my English because I'm Italian, and they're going to go on to use perfect English for the entire thing. <laughs> I just know it. Whenever someone says excuse my English, it's always perfect English. Um, this happened a night of July 2021. I was 17. Summer vacation just started. I'm able to tell this dream because as soon as I woke up, I picked up my phone and made a vocal recording explaining my dream in fear I would forget it later. That's big, big brain. So the dream starts as I'm going on an expedition in the jungle. Can you hear my dogs barking? Yeah, yeah, they're going metal. Fucking shouting at Felix next door. It's 
classic. I bet bastard. Dad is absolutely losing his bloody yeah. mind. And instead of just letting them out separately, Mum and Dad, for some reason, do not learn from their mistakes. When you <laughs> let them out separately, it's fine. They're, they're quiet. Because they egg each other on when they're out there. Yeah. Let's go back to the dream again. So the dream starts as I'm going on an expedition in the jungle with some people I know, friends and schoolmates, and also with some strangers, around 20 people. In my recording, I distinctly say that the expedition was like an episode of Bear Grylls, with the same type of humour and stuff. Can you can you hear their barking, like, really loud, or is it just I faint? mean, no, it's just kind of in the background. Okay. Is it distracting? No. Okay. That's fine. Okay, well, they've stopped now anyway. Oh. I don't know. There's a few more. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be fine. It's part of the ambience. <laughs> Fucking hell, I just hate that dog. In my recording, I distinctly say say that the expedition was like an episode of Bear Grylls with the same type of humour and style. Me and my friends, who were 17, 18 around that year, were adults in this dream. Don't ask me why. So we're going, we're going around the jungle slash swamp forest, and suddenly we encounter a crocodile. We all freeze, as we don't know what to do. After a few seconds, some guy I don't know from behind the group screams, GET ON THE GROUND! <laughs> and so we all slowly lay down on the ground. In the meantime, the crocodile gets curious and starts slowly getting closer, specifically closer to me. I was leading the group. As he's getting closer, everyone gets up in an instant and just runs away, disappearing, leaving me alone on the ground with the crocodile a few meters away from me. And so, and so I look around and there's no one. A few seconds pass and I hear some chatting voices, and I see behind me my classmates suddenly reappear, chatting like they were at home, totally relaxed and unaware of the situation. I'm still on the ground, scared of the crocodile who's getting closer. The crocodile had, like, very big eyes for a crocodile. Nothing exaggerated or car- nothing exaggerated or cartoony, <laughs> just relatively big eyes. I'm imagining, like, a Pixar fucking crocodile wandering towards this man. Huge eyes. Someone from the crowd behind tells me to stay calm, to don't rush any movement. Suddenly I look on my side, and on the ground there is an Apple MacBook just laying there on the swampy dirt. I don't own one in real life, so I don't know whose it's supposed to be. After I look at the crocodile and I start wo- I start talking to him, telling him that he doesn't have to do this, he doesn't have to eat me. I tell him in a way, imagine kind of like Chris Pratt as Star-Lord telling that with type of charisma, but still look like me. <laughs> Amazing. At the same time, my classmates behind me start cheering me, telling me things like, you can do this. My teacher, yes, he was also there, instead tells me to look up, look up an old school project on the MacBook. I don't know why. <laughs> I realised at this point that the crocodile had gotten a few centimetres away from me, and as soon as I realised this, the crocodile starts convulsing, mutating. After a few seconds, the mutation stops, and the crocodile had become this beautiful girl in her 20s, with the most perfect body, and she starts crying, laying her head on my shoulder. While I'm shocked at what's happening, some sad music starts playing from the MacBook. <laughs> from the MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else starts cheering and applauding. The girl is still crying and is now telling me her problems, that no one loves her, that she is alone. And as soon as I want to answer, I wake up soaked in sweat. That's probably the only interaction you've had with the woman ever. <laughs> <laughs> nah, joking, joking. Got him. Uh, got him. Reflecting on the dream, around that period of my life, there were some events involving some girls that could reconnect slash explain what and why the hell my brain would come up with something like this. Coincidentally, I've started going to the gym after that dream. 
That's it. Just wanted to tell this dream. One of many I had and recorded. Really enjoy your content. Great vibes. Even though I don't always agree to everything you say, still curious to hear your opinions on stuff. Keep up the good work and arrivederci. Arrivederci. Aww. Thank you, man. Thank you so much, Kim. Oh, that was Kim. A great maybe it's dream. Maybe, I said man. Maybe it's a woman. Oh. Could be. Maybe. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Person. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Fuck um, you. <laughs> <laughs> does it i'm sorry um, uh, uh uh thanks for the dream uh, you said so you had more dream. recordings please listen um, to them and then type them out yeah type them out G- give us more i'll happily that's pretty funny that was good I like that turning one. into a, a, a beautiful girl in her 20s with a perfect body i like <laughs> so into detail of her body type <laughs> i like the crocodile with the big eyes that's true i like that too the pixar crocodile although that it didn't good. have pixar eyes to be fair it just had big no, eyes but i'm imagining it with pixar eyes even though you, you tried to said it didn't try to talk the crocodile down like your star lord <laughs> It's like a, such a weird comparison, but I also get it. I, yeah, gonna, I, get it. I can imagine I can, it. I can imagine it. I can imagine it too. Yeah. Oh god, amazing. That was good. Fucking good, stuff. good dream. Blimey. Oh. All right. Well, that's everything then for today. That is indeed. Uh, yeah. Apologies for no Patreon topics again, folks. I keep forgetting to post the thing. Um, the 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 fucking podcast comes around, and I'm like, oh, I haven't posted it. Shit. Look, do it I'll... after this episode. After we record it. That's two weeks away. Yeah, that gives you two weeks worth of time for people to give topics, and then we just pick the best ones. Uh, yeah, maybe. All right, fine. Fine, I'll post it after this goes up. Cool. Head over to Patreon, link in the description. Yeah. Submit your topics. Um, Would appreciate. Um, Yeah, specifically about weird shit. Eight. (laughs) Specifically, (laughs) give us topic about weird shit. I mean, (laughs) and personal shit as well. I like hearing about people's personal grievances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like giving like, advice. I, miss I like those giving days. advice, even if I don't even really know what to say. I just like it. It's funny. Yeah, I like I like those topics. It reminds me of the good old clubhouse days. That's true. We need to get Tyler on this podcast at some point, man. Yeah, just we for do. For time's sake. Tyler That'd is a great. guest on the Horsey and Fox podcast. And we need to do a Four Pillars podcast we at some do. point. We, need to we do, said yeah. we'd, we were like, oh, we'll come back and do them like a few a year, and we just haven't done any. That's true. We can do it in um, like the summer. It's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be pretty good. That'd be good. Um but yeah that's it that's it for the show we'll uh see you in two weeks um and that's that hopefully by the time this podcast is out it won't be long until uh my jedi survivor video is out Mm. so get yourself ready get yourself geared up for such an upload it's gonna be a banger all right i've not seen anyone put out a jedi survivor like critique or anything yet i've not like seen one yet so oh is it uploaded yet or is it not done yet what my video ethan's ethan oh well ethan did it's like two hours well, ethan's was a bit different his was he did a review of it and then he did a narrative analysis okay okay um so i guess he yeah okay i guess ethan's counts but yeah, i've not I mean, seen one it, that's like a big it probably does count it's what did you mean it's what do you mean big it's well, I, I three mean, hours long <laughs> no no i mean like a big analysis of the whole game like he did one that was okay, like a sort okay. of a brief 20 minute review about the gameplay and, about yeah the sort of the gameplay and stuff like it was okay, i watched okay. it it was like you know what, what why star wars jedi survivor is not oh star wars jedi survivor is almost a masterpiece i see it's that one yeah 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 i see i see yeah, yeah, yeah. um and it was it was a bit more of an off-the-cuff review sort of thing mm-hmm. whereas his narrative critique goes into like the whole narrative and stuff i've watched about half of it i think yeah yeah um 
and that's that's you know that's good but i've not seen anyone do like a big long form like all-encompassing you know talking about it mechanically yeah, like narratively yeah yeah you know yeah like one of those types of videos i've not seen one of those so I oh, guess maybe I'm categorizing it in a way where it makes it that way because Ethan has very clearly made videos on that and they are long. But um, <laughs> That's true. yeah, yeah. The type of video, look, saying. the type of video I'm making, I'm not seeing it. I've not seen it yet. There we right? go. So that's your that's your teaser for, for today's yeah, podcast. So hopefully, I can get a monopoly on Jedi Survivor critiques and then exactly. get all the views because I'll be the only one doing it. Exactly. Um, and I've made a Big sick time. thumbnail. It looks very cool. Um, that's what you need that is what you need so there you go but uh cool nice right. I'm fucking yawning uh thank you all for listening and watching uh rate us five stars on on apple mu- music podcast I don't fucking know um and on spotify don't forget about bloody spotify give us a re- yeah give us a spotify review uh would appreciate that and uh yeah google podcast I don't fucking know next time See you later, boys. See you next time. See you in two weeks. Love you all. Bye. Bye, everybody.